and everybody, and welcome to the Melomancy Podcast, episode 79, first of season seven. I think it's seven. My name is Dylan. My name is Vic. <laughs> and I'm Rick. Again, I had to make seasons up when we moved to RSS Blue, and I'm pretty sure the last one was season six. I, I counted the number of hiatuses, and uh, this makes the beginning of season seven. It is the year in our Lord, 2024, January the 12th. Um, when this episode goes up, it won't be January the 12th because I don't know how long that's going to take. But, um, as promised, we are here in January. We fucked that up last year. I don't know if you know, the first episode was like in February, like things happen. A lot of shit happened. Uh, A lot of shit happened last year too. Um, so before we dive into it, I want to say a few things, uh, some podcast meta, if you will. Um, so I did make good on my promise to update the forum. We are running the latest version of Flarum. Uh, If you are interested, go ahead and sign up. It's all working. There's no problems with it. The email registrations are good again. I know uh, some some of your friends, Vic, were were using it. Um, Like I know, like Tree. I I don't know how we met him. He's he's your friend. Uh, Through GTA. (laughs) Through GTA. Okay, well, he he was posting some D&D related stuff on there, uh, which is cool, and some suggestions. He's been really helpful. Uh, If anyone else wants to sign up and give me suggestions on things we could change on the forum, I'll happily make them. Uh, Because one day, uh, Discord might go under. More on that later. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But the forum, uh, it's up as long as I keep paying the bill, and it's pretty cheap, so... I was about to say, are we segueing right into a topic? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. No, let me finish my meta comments. So, melomets.cafe, that's the forum address. Uh, and the reason I bring that up is uh, also on the topic of podcast meta. Um, Odyssey.com, still around. I mentioned in the last episode, its future is very uncertain. It's still uncertain. Uh, but I've decided that with this season, season seven, I'm just going to stop uploading there. Like, I, I want to see where it goes. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic for Odyssey, I do wish them the best, but um, I need to hear like a roadmap, a plan, anything from the people behind the company because like the library lawsuit is over. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to the token that powers their their engine. I don't know anything about that, right? And it's like I don't want to put a bunch of energy into that. Um, and also, I prefer the traditional podcast apps uh well i say traditional but i'm really talking about the new podcast apps you can get at newpodcastapps.com the 2.0 stuff like fountain like um podverse which is embedded on our forum if you want to try it um that stuff is great and i think that's the definitive way to listen to a podcast we're still available on itunes and spotify but like going to a video site for an audio file already kind of weird um so i'm just going to drop odyssey uh this season and but if, if something happens, we'll talk about it on the show. And if it's something good, I will absolutely, you know, backfill all the episodes. Uh, I will totally do that if it comes to it. Uh, but for the time being, we're just going to stick with the audio only version. Uh, there is technically still a tip jar over there. I don't think anyone uses it because Odyssey's kind of a, a dead platform, uh, dare I say. Um, <gasps> it's like, it's more popular than Rumble which is sad because Rumble gets a lot of buzz in the news about being like the evil YouTube. But like, um, it's a pretty low bar. <laughs> well, yeah, to be the evil YouTube, you just have to not be YouTube in a video hosting platform. I don't understand what the um, what the bias there is where no, you got to. Because like, I feel like the the people are who theoretically support 
these companies shouldn't like it should be against whatever their their personal like politics are there there's nothing technically wrong with rumble um and there's also nothing moderation wise that's actually wrong with rumble they just don't censor the conservatives like youtube used to do oh that's what i'm saying is like why why censoring people is something we should celebrate i'm it's not yeah and it's funny because like so david pakman right he's a pretty liberal guy right uh runs a a a show on youtube and he uploads he mirrors all of his uploads both to odyssey and to rumble uh but he's only doing that because when the day comes that he gets banned that's that's content right because then he becomes the news story and it's like look this assuming in the case of odyssey it's a big assumption it's a big stretch uh that it's a conservative site whereas rumble is like obviously a conservative site if either of those ban him it's like that's a story right that's content um i get why he did it but um no his videos are alive and well on both platforms available for anyone and uh no you don't get banned for your opinions there turns out (laughs) uh if they you did uh we would know uh but anyway i'm just gonna not upload on odyssey until we figure out what's going on with them uh, but if you want to send money to the tip jar, uh, the little Patreon alternative they have, it is actually hooked up and it does pay us money, uh, but we don't have any subs there. Because again, I think Odyssey might be a bit of a dead website. Um, anyways, speaking of dead things. <laughs> yeah. Are um, we going straight in? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I alluded to the forum being a bit of a backup plan. I mean, it doesn't have to be a backup plan. If you want, if you guys want to start using it, I'd be very happy. But um, I understand that right now, there are other systems in place that just can't be replaced yet until they die. And that brings us to Discord. Let me let me start the the this big topic of layoffs off with the uh with with what happened to Discord, right? So this just came out like a day or two ago. I think it was like either this morning or yesterday morning. Uh but they laid off 17% of their company, uh which ended up being about 100 and some people because it's not that big of a company, right? And what's more concerning about that was the internal memo that leaked uh, that was sent out to all the people that work there about the layoffs, right? In this memo, the CEO tells the the employees of Discord that uh, their goal in 2024 is to become profitable. Now, what he means is become profitable for the first time, right? Because they're running on venture capitalist funding, which they still have a lot of, right? So they laid off some people to burn through it less fast, right? But like... How do you think they're going to come up with that money? Like they're going to have to start injecting bullshit into Discord and like squeezing people into buying Discord Nitro while delivering the minimal value possible. Like, can you imagine like having to watch an ad before you join a voice channel or something like you do on Twitch to watch a stream? I would stop using Discord. Well, boy, howdy, do I have a solution for you on the forum, Melmets.cafe. You can get a link to this mumble server where we record the show. Um, and it's, uh, also highly available and we'll be there when discord eventually kicks the bucket. Uh, but I don't expect anyone to move over until discord actually gets that bad. Like I've chased and chased after discord alternatives and they're just not as good. Right. Well, no, like, um, when, when the hell is team speak, whatever supposed to happen? I don't fucking know. Never. (laughs) Yeah. No, as far as I'm aware, it's never going to happen because they've had, that in like the framework for making a discord alternative is there it's called discord slack did it no problem yeah i uh, i don't know if slack came first or not but that's besides the point right so like even zoom 
like I saw an advertisement on it just goes to show how, how old I am. I got an ad on on YouTube TV where uh, it was like Zoom one or some bullshit. It was like the, the new generation of Zoom, which I use at work all the time to video conference with people. But Zoom is working on a full suite that gives you like email calendar chat uh, chat rooms like it, it was like Discord. Right. So Zoom is making oh, a Discord and it's like, why am I getting these ads? And two. Why is that so fucking cool? Um, I mean, it's probably going to be a closed source nightmare because Zoom isn't an open source company, of course, right? But neither is Discord, and we're using it now. But like, when it comes to actual alternatives, like I've tried Revolt, which looks just like Discord, but is made by a bunch of college students who don't know what they're doing. Um, I've tried Element, uh, formerly known as Riot, which is the client, the main client for Matrix. I like Matrix conceptually. I do not like it technically. Uh, I think it's bloat. I think they fucked up. And all the money that goes to their foundation is wasted on a product that'll never be good. I used to use XMPP every day. Um, that's how I talked to Destiny with our phones. But uh, we decided to experiment with some other stuff. We were using SimpleX for a while, which is a great app. Uh, I look forward to its future. But uh, we jumped the ship a little too early. Uh, and we ended up moving to something else called Session, which is uh, like the same thing, but with crypto bullshit. And I'm looking forward to getting off of that. <laughs> And Use WhatsApp like everybody in third no, world countries. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, it's funny because like WhatsApp, right, is, is owned by Facebook. And I I did sign back up for Facebook last year uh, at the beginning of the year. Or it was the end of 2022, what, whichever it was. Uh, just because my, I was tired of being stubborn and my family is just unreachable. And I was tired of being a black sheep, right? Um, I still barely use it. I don't have the app installed. I only do it on my desktop, right? But like... I also got a MetaQuest 3. It's really fucking cool. <laughs> it requires a Facebook login because, of course, right? It's an Oculus. But, like, it's a cool fucking headset. Like, I, I have to give I have to give credit where credit is due. I, I, that's what I'll say. Uh, <laughs> the fuck were we talking about? This always happens. Um, uh, we were going to be talking about the... Uh, the layoffs. The massive... Oh, yes. Yeah, I was going to say. The massive amount of problems. So, before we talk about massive layoffs... Uh, that may or may not have been deserved. I mean, most layoffs are not deserved. Like, it's really sucky when people lose their jobs. Uh, but let me tell you about some people that should lose their jobs, right? So podcasters, right? Not us, but... <laughs> um, well, this isn't our job. I mentioned last season uh, numerous times that I was trying to lay off on the editing for all the ands, ums, and buts because there is this rise of AI uh, podcasts or just podcasts that are either AI assisted or just completely fake. Right. Um, and I think that's dumb. And the way you spot them is because they're too perfect, right? They're just too perfect, especially when it's audio only. Right. So it's like, I, I don't want you to think I'm a robot. So it's like, well, I'm going to have to just leave in more imperfections. But um, something was brought to my attention uh, during our break about uh, some of the other nonsense in the podcasting space and i use the term podcasting lightly because a lot of what i'm about to talk about are people who are either youtubers or spotifiers right like their shows are not on rss you can't load it in a podcast player it's on whatever platform they're exclusive to and i don't think those are real podcasts like uh no disrespect to like um what's an example like trash taste right no disrespect to them but uh if their show's only on youtube they're they're just youtubers yeah i i think that's fine it's not a podcast. It's a podcast format, but it's not a podcast. It's not on your iPod. It's not an RSS feed. Like, that's kind of the point, right? It's like um, posting on Rumble and saying, I'm a YouTuber. 
No, you're not. You're a rumbler. Yeah. That's not a bad name for what they are, but like, uh, don't use rumble. Rumble stuck. Rumble sucks. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so these podcasters, right? Um, they, they take all the same brand deals. You, you always hear like the same couple of companies like Athletic Greens and fucking Raid Shadow Legends and all that other bullshit, right? Yeah. Uh, they're, they're all they're all sponsored by the same few companies, uh, even though they talk about wildly different topics or even disagree with each other. And also, a lot of these uh, content creators are making clips of their shows, which clipping is important. That's an important part of the podcasting culture, right? And that's the same with podcasting 2.0. I, I just need to make more clips of our show. I need to get on that. That's my bad. But um, so they'll put these shorts on on TikTok and YouTube shorts. And what bothers me is that practice is fine, but a lot of these podcasts that they're scripting their highlights, right? Like, um, they'll either have like, uh, they'll re-record shit or they will, um, just like highly edit it right for their clips. Uh, and it's not genuine, but it looks sort of genuine and it's just, it's just a new age clickbait clip bait. Cli oh, clip bait. Oh my God. Is that an episode title? Oh, man, am I already knocking out an episode title in the first oh, like, 15 minutes shit. of the episode? So I want to tell you, dear listener, that uh, while we do have an agenda of items to cover, uh, we only loosely discussed it ahead of time, and we may not get to all the items. And in fact, I'm going to tell you what they are. So we're about to talk about some layoffs in the industry because it's like pressing news from recent times, right? But like, we're also going to talk about some stuff that happened with SAG-AFTRA, talk about some sales numbers for Hogwarts Legacy, maybe, if we have time. Um, I got some Overwatch 2 cringe to tell you about. Um, Valve is in hot water these days. And of course, we're going to be talking about both the Game Awards and our personal Game of the Year, which you probably clicked on this episode to hear because we promised it last episode. And it, it's coming. It's going to be the highlight of the episode. We're going to try to get swiftly to it. Uh, I'm telling you the agenda now, uh, even though we may not get to all of it. I, I must say this now, right? Because um, I, I think it's really shitty that those Spotifyers and YouTubers that pretend to be podcasts, they uh, will just orchestrate those clip moments that are usually outrage moments, too. Like, it's a lot of those. Like, that's how a lot of those, like, right wing red pill shit um, podcasts uh, proliferate because they're like, like wreck somebody or like with with their arguments. And it's like. It feels good when, because it's like, oh man, they really wrecked that person, or wow, I can't believe they said that. That's so crazy. Cue the funk music, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like, it's disingenuous <laughs> when it's not real. But what you get for the Melman's podcast, one hundred percent real. I don't, we don't get paid, so it's like, why would I? Why would we script it? <laughs> yeah, I want our viewer. I want our viewers to know how cool I am. All right. <laughs> Look, after we start getting paid doing this, then we'll start accepting bribes. <laughs> but speaking yeah, you of... you're going to be weary if, 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 we're, if our pockets are being lined, guys. <laughs> of course. Keep in mind, this is still a value-for-value value production. And if you get yourself a modern podcasting app like Fountain FM, that's my favorite, or you get, like, Podverse, which is free and open source, um, follow the app's instructions to get yourself uh, uh, your wallet loaded up, and you can stream Satoshis to us or send Boostagrams and i mean it is backed by bitcoin but you don't need to know shit about crypto you don't need to care about it it's just it's like loading up arcade coins in an arcade whatever uh but if you send us those like that's payment that's valuable to us so it's like totally do that or you can donate on the odyssey page assuming that website is still alive by the time you listen to this because it might fucking not be but uh otherwise like yeah just podcasting 2.0 
It's it's the way. Yeah. Tell us about those layoffs. Well, I mean, so we by this point, most people have probably heard about Discord, right? Discord, they're laying off 170 employees because uh, venture capital is hard and um, making more money after you don't have a money making model is very difficult. Look at Musk and Twitter X. It's weird that I have to like do Twitter that. X. It's like a villain. Like <laughs> it really is like a '90s cartoon villain. Yeah. It's like if it, if he didn't fire all those people, like Twitter would have died. Like he's obviously oh, saving a lot of money by running it on a skeleton crew, but it's like, is it really profitable? <laughs> Probably not. He did take a tr- an overvalued company. Like, let's be real. It was valued at like 20 billion or its actual value was like 20 billion. It was valued at 44 billion when he bought it and it's now worth 8 billion. So, you know, mm-hmm. magic, uh, magic CEO hands mad. Uh, once again, I, you will never hear me say a kind word about Musk probably. And I'm sure that there's at least one person on the, that's going to listen to this. That's going to be like, how dare you? But <laughs> Musk is a fucking tool. And, uh, he's another lizard man, like Mark Zuckerberg, who is ostensibly makes everything worse that he touches. Yeah. Anyways, you don't have to use his app. Just go to the Fetty, join Noster, yeah. uh, do both. They're great. <laughs> uh, Google laid off a few hundred people, you know, no big deal there. That's, that's just the cost business of doing business as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now Citigroup is a name that a lot of people may not be aware of, but like if you bank with the city bank, uh, then you probably are aware of them. They laid off or are going to lay off 20,000 jobs this year. That's wild amount of jobs for one company to be laying off. Amazon's laying off a couple hundred people because, you know, that's just, again, business as usual. Oh, but, you know, which that one, while they're not laying off, they're laying off about 500 jobs uh, at Twitch, which is an Amazon company, as everybody probably knows. That's over a third of its workforce, 35%. That's huge. That, well, that's because Twitch doesn't really make money, apparently. Apparently, uh, before before you talk about Twitch, uh, I want to talk about Citibank. I actually have a funny anecdote. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, at my previous job, not my current job, um, realistically, it's like two jobs ago. I worked for this tech company that doesn't exist anymore, and they provided some service uh, to Citibank. And because of that and the relationship they had, I got to know a little bit about how it works on the inside. And uh, a lot of their like business critical servers uh, relied on tape drives, like. Um, like holy shit old mainframes really? yeah this was in 2013 right so like Fuck. they probably upgraded at some point and also tape backups are valid like I, the yeah. I, I can hear the angry it admins in our our listener group like getting their pitchforks ready but no no tape backups are real and valid however city was using them for mission critical systems in 2013 and it's like okay so maybe they revolutionized their tech stack and then laid off a bunch of people that write COBOL or something i don't know i'm not sure who they laid off but that's a staggering number of people (laughs) well right and actually this is part of so they even have a cool name for it um i kind of skipped over it's called project bora bora internally why and uh, they cut off, uh, they cut out 13,000 employees last year. So, and 
the idea is for them to restructure. It's an entire restructure. There's a lot of redundancies because it's an old company that happens, right? Like mm-hmm. that. Um, but by the end of this, the they'll have under two hundred or thousand employees. They're cutting off like like them just removing thirty three thousand is only like fifteen percent of their workforce. But that's a lot of workforce to cut out. Nike is. Uh, cutting off people um they're trying to save two billion dollars in cost cutting initiative this year i don't know how many people that's but that's going to be a lot of jobs let's be honest intel um had five rounds last year of cuts they're cutting off uh more cuts they're cutting out more jobs this year i'm saying the word cut so many times it's throwing me off uh blackrock is not somebody that i'm familiar with but three percent again which is 600 jobs like i say percentages because it kind of tells you how many people that are working so blackrock is an investment firm that owns like all of the houses all of the companies they usually have a controlling stake of every public company they're the subject of a lot of conspiracy theories about um controlling the world which is uh, given the power they actually do have is very believable um so it's like the richest people in the world as a company that's the face of them um, and 3%, it's like, it's an investment firm. So they probably got rid of some financial people. They just want to, you know, tighten those margins up, I guess. Um, there's this company called Rent the Runway. Again, not a company I'm terribly familiar with. Um, but they're, it's only 37 jobs, but it was enough to make Business Insider. So I imagine Rent the Runway is actually a very important uh, company. It, and laying off 37 people they also lost their president and COO uh, re- who resigned during this. So that's probably why Dang. the business inside uh, with the, with the CEO absorbing the uh, roles, I guess. Um, and this whole thing with these 37 people is going to save them according to their numbers, uh, 11 to 13 million. So I, that's also probably another reason like, they're apparently a very like important company if 37 people net 13 million dollars uh now i've saved the best one for last because uh everybody's got to get a strike on this one while the iron's hot unity 25 percent of their for- workforce about 1800 employees that's just as staggering as like city banks but it's it's unity i feel like with unity there's probably an added angle too with their fucking abysmal attempt uh, earlier this year. Well, that was last year. Was it last year? Oh, sorry. That's an idea. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. We're we're only 13 days in. It's going to take me a couple months to realize it's 2024. Um, but yeah, yeah. You, you get my point, though. They, um, they well, they, this is the next time that they've made it in the news is that they're cutting uh, a lot of jobs. Yeah. Um, and uh, they had a bunch of layoffs last year, too. Like, all of these companies, I think, were cutting people last year, too. And because that is like a, like, I'm no, you know, financial advisor or anything like that. But I do know how things tend to go is we, company makes successful product, then they lay off a shit ton of people. Like, look at literally every game company, every I don't know if Larian let go of a bunch of people afterwards, but like any Hasbro AAA did. Com- yeah, I was going to say, ha- Hasbro's uh, also in hot water because they keep using fucking uh, 
or letting Wizards of the Coast specifically use AI art uh, for like official products. They made sweeping layoffs of the Wizards division. Uh, a lot of the people that worked with Larian Studios for the D&D property uh, no longer work there. That's fair. Um, yeah, um, but like uh, Wizards of the Coast, like uh, last year and this year already, um, has uh, gotten called out for using AIR in official Magic the Gathering cards. You can't make this shit up. It's like, it wow. It makes you wonder, honestly. Like, I've talked about it a little bit, like Canadian economies and shit for like 10 plus years. But like, there's been a call that the economy across the board kind of fucking sucks lately. Uh, and it, it makes me wonder if it if it's if it's pure greed. I mean, it's always going to be greed in some form. Um, or or and, but how much of that is compounded by the fact that the economy just sucks ass right now? Well, the economy, weirdly, in su- in many parts, is fine. The issue is um, there are there are more dollars coming into the economy for lack of better terms, but less dollar dollars going out to the people who with buying power. So like getting raise, like getting raises doesn't actually equate more buying power um, because mm. you're like, you know, mortgage probably isn't going up, but like rent goes up pretty steadily every year. Um, and like, it, I don't know where, people expect to like like the company people sorry i i'm american so companies are people um i don't know where companies expect the workforce to have money like have enough money to spend money for lack of better terms like because the more like you know my money gets eaten into a a rent the less money goes into the economy and what enables a person to live where the rent is, is the local economy around them. That's why there's a lot of like one smokestack towns that like all revolve around some job producer. <laughs> right. Right. And when the job producer dries up, you know, coal, uh, coal towns are a big, great example of this old company towns, which, you know, apparently um, we're trying to bring those back. Um, it's weird how technology, you know, and I get that a lot of the people in charge of tech firms and stuff are not um, very liberal minded, but ostensibly, te- you know, liberals are supposed to be the smart, educated people. And uh, the and now they're the ones doing the things that they've whinged about conservatives doing forever. And I'm not getting on like some tangent about uh, current world events, uh, but I, I was just saying, like, the company towns, because it's the tech bros that are making the co- company towns now. That's fair, yeah. Like, they're not, they haven't done it yet, but, like, it's gonna it's like, happen. Why live in point. the city when you can come work in our company town a couple hours away and then just log in from the metaverse? Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, and then we'll we'll pay you in script. I mean, um, Metacoin or whatever. In, uh, Chome, the company assured money. <laughs> Yeah, by AC parts. <laughs> Fucking whatever, man. Like the that's what the acronym stands for. Did you know that? <laughs> the money in armored core. It's company assured money. Oh, I see. Sorry, <laughs> which is like, a real oh. word. <laughs> yeah, buying AC. Sorry, when you said AC parts, I was like air conditioning parts. What? No. <laughs> Get that mech suit oh, going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Maybe we'll have mech suit wars uh, soon. Dot tm, uh, but yeah, no, like 
like big companies are doing a lot of layoffs and um i don't know how much grit the current workforce has because like there was a time where like in my lifetime in the 90s uh where if you got laid off you go work at a grocery store or something like that until you got on your feet i don't know how much grit our current workforce has to do to work down basically probably none and like it's just it's not a good time to be a corpo like and it, they could come for me one day it might happen right but like i'm safe at the moment you know knock on wood um but like it, it would be such a step down and i'm just thinking like if, if i were to like replace what i do now with like a grocery job in the meantime while i work for other gainful employment it's like i'd lose my house <laughs> Yeah, we built this impossible dream. Um, I don't know if, how Europe is, and other parts of the developed world are handling it, but like we built this impossible dream in the U.S. where we said, "Hey, go to college, get a job, get a good-paying job, and all that." But like, if we don't have the people to support the college-educated elite, then you know, like we and we were trying to, you know, like a lot of companies uh, have tried to like remove some jobs like um taco bell in olympia at least they're, they're the only fast food i really go to so they're the only one i can speak for certain on this um they don't have any cash register workers other than the drive through wow they 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 don't even have a cash register at the front of the one that i go to dude i i took my little brother-in-law out for ramen noodles uh you were invited you couldn't make it remember um they have a fucking robot uh, to do the busing of the tables. Yeah, like, I mean, that one's just them trying to be more It Japanese. doesn't bust the tables, but it, like, walks around and has trays on it, and you, and the waitress is just very easily just loaded up with shit, and they don't carry nothing. Yeah, like, I think that's ju just them trying to be more Japanese. Uh, probably. It is ramen shop, because <laughs> Japan has a lot of robot employees uh, across the it, across the board. They have a lot of service. Like I know it's not like every place you go, but they're definitely like if they're if you hear about a robot service worker, it's in Japan. <laughs> um, so like that's pretty cool though. Um, I have to say, like, and it's fair. Like you know that was the future we were promised is all the all the low paying jobs they're going to get replaced by uh, robots, and that's not what happened. <laughs> um. Instead, we've got, um, I guess, I guess we can move straight into this. I know we didn't cover everything I would say about all of this, but like, that'd be a real tangent. The, we can use the segue to go into talk about VAs. Yeah. And, uh, we told the viewer Hollywood. the agenda, so now they gotta, yeah. they gotta be anticipating this. So let me, let me tell you, right? So SAG-AFTRA, I forget what that stands for. It's like the Screen Actors Guild, America... Film, it's theater, writers, something, I, yeah, uh, radio, like the Screenwriters Guild of America, or some bullshit. No, that's, I don't know. that's it, something else. Uh, it's okay. the Actors Guild. My bad. My bad. It stands. SAG after stands for something, but it's it's the Hollywood Actors Guild, basically, yeah. right? And they have entered a very lucrative partnership with a company called Replica uh, to do um, to give actors the means to digitize their voice and license it and get royalties and what have yous. Um, we haven't seen the agreement. We have no idea what they'll get, but um, it's a way, a, a, a union approved way to digitize your voice for the use in AI projects. And uh, it's funny because when they said this, like every single voice actor I know 
um, and all of the ones that I don't know. I couldn't find a single person who supported this. They were just like, what the fuck are you on, SAG-AFTRA? And the way they phrased it was like, oh, fuck, I think I need to pull the tweet. Like, they Bro. said it in a way that sounded like they voted on it or something. Um, it, it almost felt like the, the, the level of personal insult that these people took are kind of equated to them not giving a shit anymore. Because they they were like, I, I, I don't know how this is, it's vitriol. They were like, fuck you. And, and, and like, I'm not even really paraphrasing. They probably said it in more rude ways than fuck you. <laughs> it was a, it was a funny one to, to read. Yeah, uh, I'm scrolling and I don't fucking see it. Looks like there was an update on this story, but like I did not hear it. It's strange. Like, I don't know if like, your opinion on unions, but like I've been in a union before and I've only ever had problems with it. Like where it's like you owe union dues. And we're not actually going to do anything for you. Like, we say we will, you know, the collective bargaining and all that shit. And, you know, you are benefiting from the union stuff that they have done prior to you joining the union. But, like, all they did, and I'm sure I've said this on podcasts before, so I'm moving fast, um, is take my, like, from what I saw, all they did was take my union dues and tell and send very expensive, like, car, like, cardstock um glossies of uh who to vote for like essentially giving me ad like adverts to say you need to vote for this person who's running for you know this office because they're part of the union and we support our union employees Mm -hmm. all right i got the scoop thank you victim for finding the link so they have edited this tweet um it used to say something else uh, which is weird. So uh, as of today, uh, what is today? The 12th? Um, it says, SAG-AFTRA and Replica Studios introduced groundbreaking AI voice agreement at CES, which is the facts. Uh, but what they said before, which some of the angry voice actors had quoted them below, uh, there was a line in there that says, approved by the affected members of the union's voiceover performer community. Yep. And it's like, no, it's fucking not. And they've since edited that. Now, I am not prepared to cover the story anymore because unbeknownst to me, before we started recording, there was an update. There was a live stream where they talked about all the details and some sort of written version of the agreement is available to read. And I have not read it. And I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> but next episode, we can get to that. <laughs> I still think it's funny, though, to, to read through this. Like, Koi, uh, who is... I'm not sure what all of his... I think he's a relatively new guy. I mean, the only one I really know him for is from Genshin. He play, plays one of the characters. Um, but he, he said, did your wife leave you for a voice actor? What's going on here? It's just like... And you just scroll down. And there's ton, there's like people like, oh, this, this sounds like something I could sue you for. You know, there's this plenty. If you just scroll They were down, pissed. Nobody's happy. And, you know, love or hate AI, whatever. But... The, 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 regardless of that, the union is supposed to represent these people, and it is very clearly not doing so. Right, and regardless that, of your opinion on anything, they are not doing their job. That, that brings <laughs> us to my take on unions. So I, I kind of agree that they're they're more bad than good most of the time, but like they can be good. But this one is obviously bad, right? Yes, and <laughs> and the reason they exist is a very good reason. Right. So this is a case of voice actors. Um, You know, maybe it's arrogance, maybe it's pride, maybe it's accurate. Uh, They join the Screen Actors Guild because voice acting is acting. And they're like, let's get in the Actors Guild and get all the guild protections for our acting. Right. Uh, But 
a lot of people see voice actors and screen actors as two different kinds of acting, right? And the reality is, is that this guild, this this union, does not give a shit about them, and they oh, should God. have made their own. It's actually funny to think that Steve Bloom, the guy at the very top of the uh, of the, the 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 thread, I don't know what the fuck to call it on Twitter anymore, um, is the guy that literally pushed for all the voice actors. Well, one of them, I guess he wasn't the only one, but one of the bigger ones that pushed for all these voice actors to join after back in the day. Well, I mean, it probably sounded like a good idea. Oh, and don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm not giving him shit. I just, I, I, it's a funny little bit, I guess, because he's now the first one. He's the first one to, to naysay and be annoyed, right? It's not wrong to unionize. However, um, what are they paying their dues for? It's like this union fucked them and they should just make their own. They were never welcome in this no. union. I mean, and yeah, because like you, you alluded to it, but like uh, Hollywood generally treats voice actor voice acting as inferior work. Right. So maybe my opinion on this will change um, by the next episode when I have a chance to catch up with what's been revealed. But um, let me tell you what I think. So um, it sounds to me at face value that this is an effort by SAG-AFTRA and their super elite Hollywood buddies, right, uh, to come up with a way, a union approved way to do AI voiceover. Uh, so that way, potentially A-list actors looking for a quick buck, desperate B-list actors that are like Hollywood screen actors, not voice actors. Uh, they're probably the ones that would do this. And the result would be there'd be a lot of games where you can get a Hollywood actor to voice in your game. And it's probably cheaper than hiring a traditional voice actor, like someone who's a career voice actor. I don't know what to call them because it's like, if I call them, if I call them voice actors, uh, it's like, you know who I'm talking about. Like I'm talking about the Steve Blooms of the world, the Koi Dows of the world, the Johnny Young Boshes of the world, right? Yeah. And it's like, I like those people and I refer to them as voice actors, but just calling them something different kind of drives the point home that they're not the same as actors, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the Hollywood actors that would be taking jobs from the voiceover community via AI, high availability and cheaper prices. Because it's well, like, right. yeah, everyone I mean, sees like Cyberpunk 2077, they see Keanu Reeves and Idris Elba, that's not AI. Right. However, uh, they see Hollywood people in games and it was fucking awesome. Right. And sometimes it is for certain. Yeah. Then but... sometimes you get Call of Duty where you got Kevin Spacey and, you know, that didn't age well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but you're, we're probably going to see more of that because um, digitized Hollywood actors in games is cool, but probably expensive. If there was a cheaper way to do it, do you think they'd try? I think well, so. Oh, 100%. How about dying? Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that too. Exactly. Peter Cullen could forever be Optimus Prime. And why wouldn't these older guys not just do this? Because it's like guaranteed money. It's the thing that we were, again, back to American, like how we teach people. Like, what do we teach them to do? Make your money work for you. Invest your money. Well, investing your money in a company that's going to digitize your voice and pay royalties to your estate. Well, like, more than, more than that, you're investing your assets. It, it, you're you're literally making like the idea of you work for you. It, it's effectively, in a weird way, cloning yourself. Yeah, like Disney already has some kind of uh, under the table agreement with James Earl Jones. Like the last like five or six Star Wars projects that had Darth Vader's voice, it wasn't him. It was an AI, right? Well, not he's just like him. about to retire, or he's already uh, retired. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just him. We've got um, you know them with their dead actors mm -hmm. disney not but, dead <laughs> yeah you, do you think that princess leia is not going to be in any more movies no she like she'll never be allowed to die right right
Now, as long as she makes them money. Bro, and it's so funny to think we have the technology for them to, like, superimpose, like, CGI, so that, like, another actor looks like the actor they want. Mm-hmm. It and just, just dub over money. the voice, yeah. This is the only reason they don't do it. So I, I will do some research, and next episode, I promise to come prepared with an update. But that's what I think they're doing. It's like, this This smells like Hollywood actor shenanigans uh, and totally ignoring everything the voice actors fight for. It's like... Yeah, I, I haven't read it either, but my prediction is that it's going to be, a, oh, we are so sorry, but this isn't what you think it is. Here is what it really is. And then everyone's going to be like, what do you mean? This is exactly what we thought it is. Shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, I, I can't envision any way this partnership could be in the benefit of the voice actors. Like, it's for the benefit of the Hollywood actors. I just, there, there's no other way around it. I, I refuse to believe. I, I could be wrong, though. But, um, it's crazy. Anyway. What else have we got on the agenda? So, we were talking about other things, but I, you know, blinked. Let's do, uh, let's do a little bit of rapid fire. So, um, I mentioned earlier, uh, when I was going over the agenda, that Overwatch 2... Uh, I don't give I don't give a shit about Overwatch Two, honestly. Like, I've probably spent more time looking at the um, the dirty videos than I have played the actual game. But Bro, every time I'm on Shorts <laughs> or TikTok and a a video of Overwatch across my screen, I, I I physically feel the need to scroll by it as quickly as I can, so the algorithm knows I really don't really care or want to fucking see this shit anymore. Please. I get you. Yeah, fuck Overwatch. I can't stand it. It's an awful game. But some people still care about it. And it's like, I feel sorry for you, but like, so they have Fucking Stockholm syndrome and full, full swing, man. So for the people listening in 2030, when we're all dead and Overwatch is a thing of the past, um, I'll have you know that this is a hero shooter, kind of like not the first of its kind, but the one that made hero shooters a thing. And there was like a brief uh, clone era where people were trying to capitalize on Overwatch's success. Uh, yeah. but it's a hero shooter where you pick a class, a, a very stylized character. They have their own sort of um their their own special weapon and skills they're all different from each other but they're all categorized in three classes like healer tank and dps and uh that makes it so your teams need to be balanced and they've tried to balance this over the over the years i think one of the more recent ones they did was they forced people to pick a role like your team must have like what what was it like one one tank two healers and three dps or something um yeah the match won't start until you've you, you pick a role before you queue and you can't swap out of that role no matter like what which leads to some incredibly horrific events where uh sometimes you don't get the role you want and you're stuck playing a character you do not have a fucking clue how to play right which is fun and it's like their game is so broken they have to force people into playing a certain category of characters to make it fair like that's comical like, well, yeah, I mean, look at Team <laughs> Fortress 2. You you could, I mean, sure, having a fucking class diversity is still nice, but you could get away with not having certain classes or even just straight up, like, I'm, I'm sure you could meme your way through with, like, all engineers or some shit, right? Right. So, like, that's just humorous to me. Uh, but what they're changing, I saw this this morning, that's why I put it on the agenda, because I wanted to shit on it. Uh, in the next season, season nine, which nine seasons of Overwatch 2, I, I forgot it even came out. I mean, it's the same game. Which, how did they get nine seasons in like two years? That, that's got to be combining Overwatch 1, right? That It's got to be. I mean, it's the same game. I mean, I don't they, remember even calling them seasons back then, though. I, yeah. I, I guess for full disclosure, I, I, I was a pretty high rank in Overwatch, uh, and our group group of friends were all 
pretty up there. I think Haxon was the highest in like Grandmaster or something like that. So we, we, we played the shit out of Overwatch, and I can tell you from a factual level that game fucking sucks. Also, I'm not just making fun of it. Like, uh, Holy shit, it's so bad. It, it really is like that. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, fuck on Overwatch. So um, in they Season change. 9, yeah. what they're changing yeah. is now everyone has a healing ability. So dedicated healers too, isn't it? I think so. So now um, your team doesn't have to be cohesive to be successful. Oh, bro, it's going to be fun when you get forced to play the healer role and you just realize how useless you fucking are. It's like, but everyone can heal. What do I do with my time? Bro. Dead game. Fucking don't play Overwatch. Um, I mean, you could play Team Fortress 2 instead, Uh, but there's there's been some drama, right? So um, I wanted to cover it. So Team Fortress 2 still going strong, I guess. I mean, if you ask someone who plays Team Fortress 2, Team Fortress 2 is going strong, like they're still playing it, but like, I'd say it's stagnated. That's Very. probably the word to use. Yeah, stagnated. It's, is the it's, word. I mean, it plateaued. It's, 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 it's old. Let's just yeah, let's it, just be real. It's old. It plateaued. People weren't looking for it to do things. Mm-hmm. There was a couple promises made in recent years to make it a little bit better, but it never came true. They should have um, kept doing the comic. The comic was actually really good. Yeah. So let me tell you what Valve's in hot water for. So a lot of people are really mad at Valve. People are making their clickbait YouTube videos. Um, or their clip bait fucking podcast clips, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Heard it here first. But um, so people have been doing that about Valve. Uh, and it just I roll my eyes when I fucking see it because I know what they're talking about. Um, so there's two reasons why people are mad at Valve right now. I'm gonna talk about the first one. Right. So there is a GitHub repository uh, with uh, what everyone on the Internet's going to tell you is a Team Fortress 2 mod and Valve. Someone from Valve Legal has DMCA take down that repo which has effectively killed that project. And at first people were like, that doesn't sound like something Valve would do. Like, is that an imposter? Because, you know, someone could fake being Valve and take a takedown request. But we have now verified it was in fact them. Um, And a lot of people are like shitting on Valve. Like, wow, what an anti-consumer thing to do. Why did you take that mod down? That like, imagine they did this to another game. And it's like, hold on, pump the fucking brakes, right? Um, That wasn't a mod, right? Um, That was a whole nother game. So what that repo was is somebody took all uh, some of the assets from Team Fortress 2 and they basically recreated Team Fortress 2 in a different engine. Bro. It's not really a mod at that point. It's like a rebuild. Like, I've played rebuilds. Like, for example, I'm a big fan of Renegade X. Renegade X has EA's blessing so long as they don't make any money off of the property. However, uh, Renegade X also, like, they created all their assets from scratch they didn't like they remade an old game which is what these guys are doing too right but like a really old without blessing game. yeah <laughs> so uh. renegade x i think is fine um because they they built it from scratch and it just looks like an old thing right whereas um this repo that they took down was uh trying to be a new thing off the back of a stolen thing and they didn't have permission to do and it's yeah. like it's not the same fucking thing don't try to convince me to be mad about something that is fine for them to do. In in a similar vein, uh, I, it's funny. I just just talked about this uh, on Twitter. I think not too long ago. Fucking people are getting pissy about Capcom is now breaking uh, breaking down on their games as well to to stop modders and the like. But the issue is that the, the story, the part of the story that nobody's talked about. And while for the record, I think DRM is probably not the right way to go about it. Capcom is being way too heavy handed about it, and it's that's another story. But like, 
uh, the guys who want to play Monster Hunter World because Monster Hunter World is getting big right now. But the quote unquote people, people will call modders will come into your game wielding a fucking insect glaive that hits as hard as a greatsword. Oh, they'll come in with a greatsword that has the moveset of an insect glaive. And it's just like, bro, that's not modding. You are literally hacking. I can't stop you from entering my fucking match like that. The fuck you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I can't boot you out mid-mission either. Bro, that's not modding. That's that, that's stealing and or... Ha- well, in the case of Team Witcher 2, it's stealing. And in the case of this, it's hacking. But people are like, oh, I can't believe they do this. It's like, what do you mean you can't fucking believe they do I'd this? I'd be worried about getting myself banned because it's like, okay... Fucking around and finding out is, is the moral of the story there. Thanks, Hacker Bro, for one-shotting the monster. I guess I'll carve it up. Oh, you're banned. Like... Yeah. <laughs> Somebody with hacks helped you kill a monster that you did not help fight. Like, it's like, where do you draw that line? It's like, but that's like, that should be in the domain of anti-cheat. Whereas what they've done is they've added DRM to a bunch of their old titles, including like old single player Mega Man games. It's like, why? That's the part that I I definitely don't agree with. It's like, come on, guys. That's that's way too heavy-handed. You should have just tackled the problem parts. Again, DRM is not the answer. DRM fucking sucks. It sucks for people who don't fucking break the rules. Like, Grab like battle eye or easy anti cheat or some shit, man. Just do that, mm-hmm. or just do it to Monster Hunter. That too. Like, like, like Monster World for the record is like it's like MMO light, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's very much geared towards playing online with other people. And but people in the Monster Hunter community don't really give a shit or or even respect that. And to be fair, if they don't like that, that's fine. Rise is there. The, the previous games are there. There's there's nothing wrong with not liking World. But bro, you can't just treat it like the other games like that. Come on now. Unless you're gonna play offline. Fuck, I don't give a shit and yeah. do what you want. But like ruining it for other people is so cringe. Let me tell you the other thing Valve's in trouble for. So get this, right? Um the other day, Valve released a statement on AI in games. Now, previously Valve's stance was very much like NFTs. It's like they're just gonna ban it, right? Like not allowed. This is, and the reason why it wasn't allowed before is because it's like, we don't know the legality of this, so we're not going to let you yeah. sell it on our store, right? Because we don't want to open ourselves up to liability. Totally reasonable business thing to do, right? Um, and so the announcement that they had was like, okay, we talked with a bunch of lawyers and we talked with our legal department and we uh, came to an understanding that um, using AI in games is not illegal. However, there's a bunch of like loopholes and problems. And so they committed to making sure every developer that uploads a game has to write it or basically sign a disclosure, right? Saying uh, either they did or did not use AI in producing their game. And they have to disclose how it is used in their game. Like, do you have NPCs that are like spitting out AI generated dialogue, like in perpetuity? Or like, did you use a coding assistant to write your fucking source code? Like, what is it? Right. Yeah. Um, And so they have to sign a disclosure and they have to label their game as having used AI generated whatever. Right. And a lot of people are mad at Valve at that because it's like it's coming off the backs of the art community. Right. Because the art community has been mad about AI for months, the whole time, really. Right. Yeah. And rightfully so, because a lot of AI generators are using stolen art to train. Um, I mean, they say stolen. it, It really just they didn't give permission for it to be used on a robot. But like the art that they're stealing is like publicly available on websites that are in the public, right? Yeah. It's I, like looking at a piece of art in a museum or looking at a piece of graffiti on a wall and like learning how to draw from looking at it. It's like how how much can you lock that down? I don't know. Right. Well, um, and art in general is supposed to be viewed. 
Well, I, I yeah. think the issue comes in when, like, some of these AI arts are, are literally, like, including parts of signatures and shit. It's just like... Yeah, like, that's ah. bad. It's it, like... I, I think gray area is fine. Like, they mm-hmm. reference it that way. But, like, either way. But it's like, um, I can't stand the art community sometimes. Because they're, they're so passionate. They, I wish they were as right as they were passionate. But they're fucking not, not yeah. sometimes. Like, they're really, like, against... AIs um, wholesale, like for any purpose, which is really reductive and um, backwards, I think. Um, so like Valve is saying, OK, if you're going to use AI to help build your game, whether you're using it to help you code, you're using it to create art assets, uh, whether you're using it to power functions of your game, um, you need to disclose it and tell us what you're using and how and why. And then it's going to be labeled on the store so that way people will know before they buy it. And it's like, how is that bad? Like, what the people wanted was for Valve to be like, just like with NFTs, like, no, not allowed in my store. Get out, right? But then what happens when the big AAA developers or quadruple like they want to be called now, uh, developers uh, start using AI tools to either code their games or maybe even power some NPCs? Like, are you really going to hold the line and say, okay, Assassin's Creed, new game, you uh, can't be on Steam? Like, they're not going to say no to that. Well, that's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like, well, they shouldn't just make an exception for the quadruple A's of the world, right? They should just make a rule that is open for everyone to read, right? And that's what they've done. And I commend them for that because now when you scroll through the Steam Marketplace, um, yeah, I, I first learned about this because that awful fucking website, aftermath.site that I was hoping would die, that was created on the same day as fucking Second Wind. It's where all those bad, like, um, bad oh, yeah. game bloggers went, like Luke Plunkett. Right. And I think he's the one that wrote the article. Um, he was like, oh, uh, uh, Valve allowing AI games expect a river of shit. And it's like, I mean, well, yeah, sure. There was already a river of shit on on Steam. But like, Fuck, AI who's buying it? involved for that? Yeah, there'll be more shit. Sure. But like Steam is really good at algorithmically recommending good games to you. And you have a lot of tools to hide the shit that's always been there. It's like, why is more shit bad? Well, <laughs> even even more than that, like, I think them trying to ban AI outright, not allow it whatsoever, it's just going to lead to more sketchy shit. Like, you're going to see games that sneak into the radar and not tell you that they're AI because if they do, they can't market their game. Exactly. And and so now you can clearly see what is and what isn't. I mean, obviously, fuck, it's still the internet. People can still fucking lie about mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, it's like, that's voting with your wallet. If, if Valve sees that every game marked with AI isn't selling very well, well, then they'll stop making them. Like, or it, it, then it won't be profitable to make them anymore. Right. And remember the whole deluge of early access, uh, mm-hmm. the number of like games that were just used, not finished and never like, finished. There were a lot. Yeah. We thought Starbound was going down that path, but they came through. But like, yeah, I was I worried was, for a while there. I was worried for a bit. Yeah. But there's so many games it still that is no stayed. Terraria, unfortunately, yeah, but. it's it's just sad, right? And so it's like back to the subject of Valve, though. It's like so people are mad about that AI thing, and it's like you guys are smoking crack. This is a great decision by Valve. Now they're not going to hide it from you because that's the alternative is they'll hide it from you, right? So just vote with your wallet, uh, vote with your money. Uh, don't buy games that are AI assisted if you are against that, and um, Valve will make it very easy to spot them. So you can thank them. Um, and, uh, on the subject of the fucking art community, like, I just want to shit on them a little bit more. So like 
similarly to how they really oppose AI art, they also like in many ways rightfully oppose NFTs. We've covered this on the show before, right? Like there's a lot of NFTs out there that are just um, money laundering schemes, right? Um, and uh, you'll be pleased to know that a lot of those like uh, the money laundering stuff, like the the bored apes and the crypto punks and the stuff like that, like they have almost devalued so much that it's like they're not worth anything anymore. <laughs> and um, that's awesome. I, I love to see it, right? Um, but rather than just kicking NFTs as a concept while they're down, uh, pointing this out, I, I do want to point out that um, now that those people are gone, right? I mean, some people still try to keep the scene going with the fucking money laundering sets like the board apes. Um, now, this has paved the way for artists that just want to make money from their art and make cool collectible things, right? Now they're the only ones left in the scene and it's such a positive community. Like uh, I, I followed a couple of people with the brand account, right? Uh, because like, for example, on, on this podcast, I interviewed Moon who released his own NFT store, right? Um, same idea. Uh, he, I don't know if he's working on this project, but a guy that we both know who's on Shitposter Club, his name's Robeck. Uh, he started a, a store, I forget the name, Sorry, Robeck. No advertisements here. Uh, I forgot the name of your store. But they released their, <laughs> their own uh, NFT marketplace that uses Ethereum, similar to the popular ones from back in the day, right? Um, but, like, um, it's, like, artist first. And they're not there to sell, like, cheaply made collectibles like the Bored Apes. It's, like, it's just artists that are sharing art that are digitally unique and collectible, uh, like people selling, like, collectible cards and shit. Like, um, and that's fine. It's a thriving community. They're not laundering money anymore. I mean, the people I'm talking about never did, but it's like all those awful crypto bros that made NFTs look like a dirty thing are finally like broke and gone. And yeah. I, I love it. It's great. Didn't that Good one for them. Uh, have to sell off his uh, expensive watch he was super like proud of? Uh, was it Seth Green? I forget. I forget who it was, but somebody had, I remember somebody had to sell off his. Uh, uh, Rolex and it was a big deal when it happened because he was so proud of it. Yeah, like there was so much cringe that came out of that space and I'm just, I'm glad to see them down on their luck and the people that are just making fun art uh, you know, getting their money up. That's cool for them. Good for them. But the art community, they reject just like they reject AI, they reject NFTs outright and there's so many toxic artists that are just like, they see NFTs and they just like they laugh like, I thought that stuff died. Ha 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 ha. And it's like, bro, you should be celebrating together that those bad people are gone. Right. But instead, you you've let yourself believe all these negative things that aren't necessarily true of the concept of an NFT. It was only true of those awful crypto bros. Right. Um, and it's like, you know, turn inward. Like, what about all those art snobs at all those like swanky auctions that trade off millions and millions of dollars, which is all just money laundering too, right? Like, yep. Happens to physical art too. Uh, it's the same fucking thing. But like, but that's okay. Apparently, right? Yeah, of course it's okay. We said so. Because somebody made a real artwork to do it. It's like, oh, so as long as uh, they put in a, more effort in, in physical, like pens, papers, and, and canvases, then it's okay to money launder with it, right? Okay. <laughs> like our vice president's son? Right. <laughs> Still, or, no, he's not the vice president anymore. He's the actual president. Sometimes I think <laughs> it all blends together. Um, but yeah, so you know, good for those people. Um, speaking of downtrodden communities, uh, Hogwarts Legacy sold twenty-two million, uh, uh, or I heard it was three million. Now, was it? Well, yeah, I 
think the official number is 23 million. Right. So a few days back, maybe it was last week or so, uh, Warner Brothers said that they think Hogwarts Legacy is the best selling game of the year and they can prove it because they had counted 22 million units sold. Right. Now, uh, that number has changed to 23 million. And I think that's because of the holiday Switch sales, because in like October or November or something, the Nintendo Switch version came out and it was a holiday hit. Right. Now, How could it um, not be? we don't have the most up to date numbers on sales for Breath of the Wild. But as of November, it was at 19.5 million. So unless like um, three and a half million copies moved in the month of December alone, it appears that Hogwarts Legacy was, in fact, the best selling game of the year. There's no way that could have like they could have moved that many. Probably not. not. It came out so early in the year. It's like I think everyone that wanted Hogwarts it probably Legacy had it. Did too. Well, yeah, but they just but, released on the Switch. Like that's true. No, yeah, no, no, no. You're not wrong. And there were a ton of people who were pissed that uh, we were getting told, "Don't buy it. You are uh, um, you're transphobic person. if you if you buy it. You know, shit like that." And that got a lot more people to be like, "Oh, really?" Yeah. Let me check this game out. And dear listener, we covered this in depth in an entire episode dedicated to the subject last season. So just uh, scroll back and find it if you uh, haven't heard it yet. Um, but we we went in on it, the whole entire topic, the entire controversy. But that's the whole point, though, is that the only reason it's newsworthy that Hogwarts Legacy appears to be the best selling game of 2023 is because they're the only news about Hogwarts Legacy was that there is a boycott saying don't buy the game. And the exact, the, the literal opposite happened. It became the best-selling game of the year. That's the only reason why it's newsworthy. It's really funny. Like, some people were surprised that it didn't win any, like, nominations for the Game Awards. It was nominated for the Steam Awards, and I think it was nominated for a couple of other, like, independent shows. Um, OTK's one, yeah. Like, OTK's, I think. Um, and I don't know about the other shows. There was a couple other that I saw, but I forget their names, and it wasn't the Game Awards. But um, right, well, because you're not allowed to like the game. Exactly. Like it's like to play it. the the cultural zeitgeist has tried to make it career suicide to support it. And it's like it it's not that it's it's not that deep. You can play the game. It's fine. Uh, and if you want to know why we think that way, please refer to our previous episode. But uh, yeah, that's fucking funny. That is like the biggest backfire I've ever seen of a boycott. It's crazy. Should we talk about the Game Awards? You Did you guys watch the Game Awards, the actual award show? Yeah, I actually streamed it. Oh, okay, oh, cool. I did not, because that that's uh, not my jam. So rather than like we did for the Golden Joysticks and just kind of go through it slowly, uh, we have other things to talk about. So let me, let me go through it really quick. So it's no surprise that Baldur's Gate swept, right? So not only did it win the, the big award, Game of the Year, it got... Um, it got the Player's Choice Award, which is like some online vote thing. It got, um, I'm looking at the winners right now. Let's see here. How many did it win? So Player's Choice. Best multiplayer game, which makes my head hurt really bad. Uh, also, yeah. get a load of this. The nominees, right, for best multiplayer game alongside Boulder's Gate 3 were Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Like, Really? There are two of those that are much better games uh, for multiplayer, uh, specifically the last two, which were marketed as multiplayer games. 
Yeah, it's just unfortunate. Larian Studios makes great RPGs. No issues there. But they're just not good multiplayer games. Even Divinity Original Sin 1 and 2 were not. Like, they're they're fun to have a playthrough with your friends, but they're primarily single-player games. And they are meant to be played single-player. Anyone who says otherwise hasn't played them single-player to see the wild, like, asm of quality that the game has. Well, yeah. I mean, the way that they function, or the way that they do their multiplayer, is objective makes the game objectively inferior when you do it. Because, like, have like if I'm doing a strategy solo and I have four characters available to me, I'm going to execute it better than I could with another person's input. It, it, whether or not the strategy is better is relevant. It's just like I can do bo- much better execution solo in uh, in a strategy game. It, there's no way that like real time strategy maybe not because like I can only look one place at a time and but like yeah no it's it's some horseshit right and yes. you know what else is horseshit the next award that they got was best community support and it's like that's what a community that's like, a made up bullshit award. They released a game and they patched it a couple times. What did they support? It's a brand new game. And the other games in this category are like long running games like Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, No Man's Sky. And also, deservedly, what should have won, Cyberpunk 2077. It's like, I mean, they should win the Life Support Award, really. (laughs) Uh, But that's not a real award. Um, But yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 did right by the players and made the game what it was promised and more, much more. Whereas Destiny 2, they shouldn't win. Uh, Final Fantasy 14, like, I, reasonable. No Man's Sky, reasonable, right? But, like, Baldur's Gate? What support are they talking about? Like, the three patches they got before the award? Like, yeah. I, I, you know what it was? It, like, okay, so the video game awards are not actually about awards, right? Like, they're, yeah. they're about... They're about the... Um, basically, the people signaling to whatever video game elite there is that hey we're with you that's all it is is they're just like it's signaling like if they if they want to talk community support as being like you know uplifting fan artists or fan creations and whatever all this get three hadn't even been out long enough for there to be a wild amount of fan content mm-hmm. like there was some fan musical arrangements that existed but it wouldn't be until like fuck even just like this week or in last week where people are finally starting to do some of the like later you know cool like the really cool shit songs from the like end of the game it took people for fucking ever to get through the game let alone to create shit for it so it's just like that doesn't even add up mm-hmm. uh i will also like to add that in the best performance category they did give it to neil newbron who plays asterian now we talked about this in the golden joysticks coverage we had where uh so ben star won um what was it the best voice actor and uh, i don't remember if neil won the the support or not but um i thought it was it was okay I would have preferred that Ben Starr win this one, but uh, Neil Newbron did pretty good. And it's funny because now both Ben Starr and Neil Newbron are in Warframe, which is fun to hear. Um, yeah. The two award winners from the two different award shows now in one game. Um, it's lovely. Now, I, I do have to point out, though, that uh, Idris Elba was nominated for Best Performance, and like I would also have accepted him winning as well. Because not only did he do a really good job performing Solomon Reed, um, 
he also like makes music like IRL Idris Elba does and like he made three tracks for the fucking game Wait, and fuck, they're really? pretty oh, good actually that, that the you feel like you're, you're, <laughs> your game celebrity he doesn't do that <laughs> no 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 it should have been Dude. Dylan you know who should have won it should have been Sasha Gray oh Honestly? yeah the madam president <laughs> Sasha Gray <laughs> I don't know if we if I mentioned it on the podcast yet, but I, I there was a bit of hate that Cyberpunk was getting for like a very short amount of time about it having celebrities as playable characters, and I think I think the sentiment's fair. I think like if if you're like for instance like Ghibli films get the same criticism right about it being all like famous people uh, as voice actors rather than actual voice actors, but. There you go again. They're not real actors, are they? You're, you're no, separating know, them in dude. your head again. <laughs> Book. Uh, yeah, the, the, um, you don't have a choice. That's why they need their own. Yeah, bro. Hollywood will snipe me. I have to. I gotta be. You know, I gotta play a good boy. Good boy, Vic. No, um, but it's just one of those ones for like. I understand that sentiment. It, it like at a at a face value, that fucking sucks. But at the very least, I think Cyberpunk handled it so fucking well, especially like the YouTubers that they put in. Like, they weren't just like, oh, hey, I'm YouTuber. Here's my personality. Please like and subscribe. Or, like, please stroke my dick. It's like, fuck, they, who was it, Jesse Cox? They made him out to be, a, like, a fucking joke character, for fuck's sakes. Like, mm-hmm. like that's, that, that, that's hilarious to me. I think Cyberpunk nailed it. it. If there was a good way to do it, I think they did it the best way you can. At least that I'm currently aware of, at the very least. I know at least three YouTubers that are in Cyberpunk. I think there might be more. I didn't. I don't think I spotted them all. But there's so Jesse Cox has a character where he's the the dick on fire guy. Yeah. Uh, who's Coke that? Carnage. Coke Carnage. He's the the street preacher. Yeah. Um, and then Sphere Hunter is uh in the DLC. She's uh like the wife of a cop and you need to like go bail him out of some trouble. And then she has, there's a very humorous encounter where you have to like get in her car and then like tilt the seat back. So they don't fucking see you. It's like super it's paranoid. Funny. It's great. That level, that level was nice. Cause uh, in all of the gigs that they added, like all the side gigs that they added to Phantom Liberty have like crazy branching path. Like there's only so many of them, uh, but they're all worth redoing on another playthrough. Right. And, okay. um, the one that has Susie in it, um, when you go to that uh, rundown police station, you go fight the bad guys to, to rescue your cop friends. Um, if you kill anyone, and you're warned about this, but whether you choose to believe them is up to you, but you're warned like, hey, you should, probably shouldn't kill anyone or else there might be trouble. Because you get like um, cornered at the end, like in a scripted event where the leader of the bad guy shows up, and they let you go, like they let you talk your way out of it and go, but before they let you go, they do a quick scan of all the biomons of all the goons upstairs. And if you killed anyone, they would fucking draw their guns on you. Uh, but I didn't because I was sneaky and it was like, haha, they let me go because I didn't actually kill anyone. <laughs> hey, that's, I'd say I, that, that's the thing about Cyberpunk that, I love that always got me, dude. Like the storytelling, you see, I, I feel like a lot of times when you get into like branching narrative, especially really hefty branching narrative, it's like, well, let's get three hit this issue, right? Where there is just times where the game says, no, fuck you. This is the outcome you're getting. We're sorry. We only have so many developer hours. Mm -hmm. Cyberpunk said, nah, fuck that. Mind you, some of their developers said to go into crunch. Like, I can't wait for you to play it. (laughs) In fairness, Cyberpunk, usually the branching narrative is you complete the, like if it's a side mission, 
you complete the job either way and everything's just the way it was before doing mm -hmm. it like it, it, there is no yeah. actual branching in the vast majority of the game well, right I but phantom liberty it, changes it does that provide like, a new aftermath but for the yeah. most part it's not like all world altering stuff well no like it, okay fair. so like the job the jobs are things that i want to point out here like you when they're like hey don't kill anybody on the jobs most of the time you can just kill people and the worst you'll get is a little bit of a tongue lashing right whatever <laughs> there's some like in the base game couple. like for example there's this lady in a side gig where you're supposed to like warn her that uh the cops are corrupt they're gonna kill you if you keep going you have to like break into her apartment there's a couple different ways you could do it and there's a couple different ways you could talk her out of it um but like based on the dialogue choices you make uh either you kill her right there because she doesn't believe you or she leaves town um or she ends up in a dumpster you can find her body or um she actually joins the aldecaldos and you can find her at the camp like there's a couple different ways that can play out it was yep. kind of neat and, um, and some of the outcomes are played over the radio too you just hear them as you're driving around yeah but I'll, i will tell you that phantom liberty like does right by um the the limited number of branching paths there are because like in the side gigs like you make very uh like some of them are like morally tough choices as well and they all have like outcomes that you can go inspect like it's more obvious that there has been a change um like they they decided to go all out for the phantom liberty gigs and i think that's really cool um and it's it very reminiscent of Baldur's gate 3 <laughs> um from what i, I mean, know i haven't played it yeah but, i was gonna yeah. say Baldur's gate has just an an absurd like other than a few key moments and even then they have multiple ways to handle it um you just like and that's fine because every game has those key moments no matter how many branching narratives you have yeah. you have like key moments other than that like it has possibly the most like wide cho set of choices available mm -hmm. i think the it, issue that i ran into with it though is that well sure I mean, in the moment, like, there's a couple of things that are really cool, but there, like, there, there's some segments of the game where the quote-unquote talk your way out of it is the character, but you basically, you skip a portion of what would have otherwise been a fight, but you still fight and still go through. Like, there, there's there's plenty of segments in the game where it's more like a, it feels more like a video game bonus than it does, like, a narrative bonus. And I think that well, again, I think Baldur's Gate 3 is a fucking wonderful game. It's it's great. It's just that there is plenty about it that I feel like, especially where they're mimicking a D and D game, mm -hmm. and especially coming off the heels of Baldur's Gate one and two, uh, I say off the heels, sorry, but like in in, in its legacy rather, um, it just feels like there it was it felt almost soulless in a way sometimes when they would present some of these narrative options because your reward was just a different flavor of combat. And I don't know. It's a bit bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Act Three, even like I mean, you've probably heard people talk about Act Three is largely unfinished. Um, but people forgave it because Act One and Two are so good. But Act it's Three, the Xenogears just, problem. I see. Yeah. It, it kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of. It, it just really solidified though that like there is plenty about the game that they either clearly didn't have time to do or they just straight up didn't know what they wanted to do and a lot of your narrative choices just end up not doing anything in the long run or even in the short run sometimes which it's just a, it's just a bit of a shame especially considering it was like everyone's pick for top game of the year 
Yeah, it was game of the year. How could it possibly have any mm-hmm. flaws, Vic? That said, I'd still say it's a solid like seven point five out of ten. Like, it's still a very yeah. worthwhile game. It's just I, I, I get you. Fuck, we were having this the same issue with I was streaming Genshin on, uh, the other night. I, I can't just enjoy something. I have to fucking break it down. I have to criticize it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I I hate leaving something as oh this was great because that fuck that. I mean, well, sure, these game developers are never going to hear what I have to say. You know, just in the off case though that you know I, I would rather be critical than be like no this game was great. There's no flaws. Damn, bro, that that isn't how reality works. That's I can't. Everybody's yeah. getting criticized. So I have a couple more notes about the Game Awards, the show, uh, and then we can move on to uh, the the main event. Uh, so I do like that, unlike the Golden Joysticks, the Game Awards does separate best score in music and audio, what would they call it? Design. Uh, audio probably. design. Yeah, yeah, so they were able to give Hi-Fi Rush audio design, well-deserved, and oh, best well-deserved. score in music to Final Fantasy XVI, well-deserved. Also well-deserved. That yeah, was say, well, Final so Fantasy still needed something. Uh, yeah, because right. like they didn't, they didn't fucking give it shit. Yeah, they got snu- They they really got robbed on this award show. It, well, the Golden Joysticks at least gave Ben Starr the the award he deserved. But still. yeah, and there's some other problems too. Like they like the category awards are just so they're so they can give things to people who didn't get their. Uh, it's uh, all oh, a big pat on the back. Like yeah, a circle circle of people being patted on the back. Yeah, mm-hmm. a circle pat. <laughs> um, not even not even confused with the circle jerk. But I, I will say uh, a meta point about all of these awards uh, that I thought was really interesting, and I saw this mostly on TikTok, um, is that there's a lot of fucking people uh, that really thought Spider Man Two was gonna sweep, and it got nominated for like nine things. It didn't win a single award. Right, the only award that it won was the Sony Award Show. Um. And Sony made the game, which is funny. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, if you can't win awards, then just uh, make your own. Yeah, um, exactly. But like there was a shocking number of I'll call them normies that like these are the kind of people younger than us, you know, elder zoomers, younger zoomers, perhaps. And these are the people that they play on console. They play Fortnite all the time and Call of Duty. And they probably picked up Spider-Man 2 and it was probably the best game they ever played. I mean, don't even. I'll even give them some credit. Like swinging around and doing this shit looks fucking amazing. Yeah. But I, I'm not buying a fucking eighty Canadian before tax and duty and whatever the fuck else they want to goddamn will charge me in the modern day for a for ten a, hour game. For, <laughs> for a ten hour game where the only real cool part is like a couple scripted combat segments and like the web slinging, bro. Yep. Listen, the I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, that good. The uh, good word. <laughs> I don't care how good your game is, if that's all you got, it's not worth that amount of money. Is that worth a hundred plus dollars that I need to set down for that? I would much rather buy a game that I know I'm going to enjoy for at least at least enjoy the narrative of the story, like Final Fantasy 16. I can safely say that what I've heard and what I've seen, I know that one's worth a hundred and five dollars to me. Spider-Man, I'm not that invested in, man. And no. the gameplay isn't isn't anything to write home about in terms of like grand schemes. I'm sure Yuri Lowenthal acted his little heart out um as Peter Parker. And I've heard the clips because the fucking normies keep making TikToks about it. They're like yeah. they'll make like Spider-Man hype up little like posts with the funk music in the background and the the voice over. And it's like I can't believe this didn't win game of the year. And they're showing like some pre-scripted combat event or a cutscene. Oh, 
I get it, I've seen them on Twitter too. It's so stupid. They'll show you gameplay of Baldur's Gate three, and it's like the combat, right? And it's like it's not the beginning of the combat or the end of the combat. It's like in the middle somewhere, and it's like I can't believe the fucking mouse game. Like, because you're using a mouse to click on stuff. Yeah. Beat Spider-Man 2. And it's like, bro, Spider-Man 2 wasn't even second or third place. That's because <laughs> Spider-Man 2 is a very, is probably, uh, let's be real. It was, I'm, I, I can, I can explain the narrative of Spider-Man 2 without even having to play it. It's probably a really safe narrative. It's probably even safer than the fucking movies. Oh, no, it's super safe. Did you not hear uh, the, the actual Spanish speakers getting pissed about the uh, oh fuck. Uh, the, yeah, the Tinkerbell that. shit that they threw in there. Oh yeah, so yeah. Spanish is a gendered language, and the writers tried to write a Spanish script that didn't use real Spanish words to make it like neutral and well, well Latinx or whatever. Yeah, take, not just that. Like they took like gendered words and and like changed them to to yes. and, and oh, it's like yeah. not yeah, it natural just... at all. And the people that the the Spanish people and the Mexican people or whoever they got to voice over those lines like they they fucking got mad they're like this bro. is not you're butchering my language like <laughs> wait wait until they hear French bro yeah it's like the localizers thought they could one up on on the alternate cultures but that shit only flies in English <laughs> well it doesn't even really fly in English we just kind oh of no just just, we don't have a choice but to suck it down right uh, yeah. right. Whereas the, listen, I, I I'm I'm of I'm of the of the camp where like if you're not hurting anybody, I don't give a shit. But bro, you can't just rewrite someone's culture like that. That's that's so crazy. Invite them. You know, all these these people that like to write that kind of shit in their scripts and say that Latinx is appropriate to say. Give them a give them a plane ticket to uh, Argentina. See how long they last. Yeah, yeah, really. They'll get the shit kicked out of them. Like. <laughs> And they won't know where they are. Uh, but that's the point. Like, um, you know, they can't get away with that. But um, so that's the Game Awards. Uh, it was like 20 minutes of award giving and like three hours of trailers. And I didn't write down what the trailers were. And it's like, I think it was kind of forgettable. Um, so there were some that were definitely like really cool. But and I mm-hmm. think for the most part, it was stuff we already knew was kind of coming. Yeah. Um, but I have a surprise for you two. So uh, before we go on to the main event, I have something special so i posted one day ago on shitposter club uh, a thread asking the fediverse at large uh what their best new game that they played in 2023 was that may or may not have come out in 2023 and i got 78 replies so, oh shit <laughs> oh you know that teach me for like not logging into shitposter for days I even used Dolly to uh, uh, generate a fucking trophy that says Fediverse Game of the Year. Oh, AI. This is an AI-assisted podcast. <laughs> Bro, the artists, they're not going to eat tonight because you didn't I didn't fucking pay bucks, them. So. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to go through this quickly. Um, so uh, if you've not heard of the Fediverse before, if you're new to the show, uh, this is uh, I'm on shitpost.club. Think like Twitter based on email, right? It's like everyone's on a different server but we can talk to each other because it's based on a protocol so like i'm on shitposter club but you might be on like outer haven club or fucking mastodon dot um fucking whatever but like we can all talk to each other it's great so i'm on that network that's my primary social media i'm also on noster but like noster's not very mature it doesn't have like the people yet uh that could change and i i look forward to because i think noster's cool but i didn't bother posting this on noster i, I only posted it on the fetty so uh, not everyone who replied to me actually gave me an answer. 
Uh, but I'm going to go through really quickly at what some of these nominees are. And maybe uh, if a name pops out uh, that you want to comment on, uh, you can. So uh, some of these names will be familiar from the uh, two seasons ago when we live streamed. Um, and I would like to get back into streaming one day. Uh, but starting us off with Ice Loops, a uh, frequent visitor to the streams that we used to do. Uh, he said Tetris Attack. Uh, Yadagratsu at uh, Shipposter Club says Rain Code, uh, which is developed by the same people who made Danganronpa. Um, I actually start keying these in. What was that one? Uh, rain code. When I want to look at these, you know, I, people are saying them. I should, I should, I know what Tetris is, but I, you know, I've never heard of rain code. So let's, so let's, let's see what this is. I'm sure it's some fucking weeb shit. Tetris is immortal for the record. I, I know okay. I need to say it. But... Hey, you, you know what? Funny, funny story. Somebody beat Tetris, the very first Tetris for the first time, apparently. Oh yeah. Recently. The 13 year old, that got roasted. Yeah. Or, well, I say roasted. She she was uh, literally just shitting on him. That's not some old lady on fucking Sky News was like given the story, and it's like that's not an achievement. Go touch Go grass. Go outside, touch grass. And Bro. it's like your kids must hate you, lady. Enjoy the nursing home. Like this kid just solidified himself a fucking career if he decides to to pursue he online got to meet, shit. Like, didn't he get to meet the creator of Tetris? I, I, there was something like that. It, he at least got to talk to him. I forget what have the story went, but yeah. is the creator yeah. of Tetris alive? <laughs> I heard something to be fair. It could have been bait because you're right. Yeah. I think he might actually be dead, but I don't, I don't remember. Don't, don't quote us on that one. Well, keep, keep looking up. I'm going to, I want gonna... to know what this rain code is. Rain code. Yeah. Yeah, keep on. looking up your stuff. I'm going to look up the Tetris boy. <laughs> <laughs> rain code. I think. This, yeah, it this looks, looks like Danganronpa. Like better Danganronpa, nope. which I, I I I don't know if we've mentioned on the on this on the on the podcast. I fucking hate Danganronpa. Well, hold on. There's a note. There's a note on this post. So she also said it was developed and written by the same man who wrote Danganronpa, which gives the game kind of a cringe stigma. But it was a lot of fun to play. So uh, hey, there you go. Um, I know she's a longtime Shipposter Club user, so I would I would believe her. Uh, anyways, moving on. Uh, Rocket at Shipposter Club said Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Um, Graf at post, uh, said unironically atomic heart. Um, and, but he also gave a second choice. He said second place goes to Ghostwire, uh, but only for aesthetics because the gameplay gets stale. That's cool. Ghostwire was the one that Umi announced, right? Uh, that one lady that, that yeah, the, the internet the, uh, was like, oh my God, she's so cute. She immediately <laughs> hit stardom because she just literally did a little pose on, on stage, which is wild. But like I'm all, I'm I'm for it. Um, I'm a I'm a basic bitch. Well. Gamers will do anything for cute chicks. That uh, is true. <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's real. It, there's some truth to that. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna butcher this. Uh, Post temples at clubsiberia.co says he played the fuck out of Armored Core Six last year. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Um, cool boy Mew from Shitposter says he got uh, it, this game got a Western release physical this year. It was Moon Remix RPG Adventure. Um, I mean, I liked his post, but I actually don't know what that is. I'm going to fucking look it up. Moon, What's it called? Moon, colon, Remix, RPG, Adventure. Uh, oh, that looks like a retro game. What is oh, this? Oh, bro, this looks neat. Dude. I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for fucking retro. I'm just going to be real. This looks oh. fucking cool. You know, what, you know what this gives me vibes of? Uh, what? Rayman meets uh, Threads of Fate. Kind of looks like Super Mario RPG to me. Um, oh, I'm not looking at gameplay. I'm only looking at art. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I'm I, looking at... Record, um, sorry. I don't know how it plays. I just mean, it kind of gives me those vibes. I think that looks super fucking neat. 
Varyag at Kasune Club says, Armor Core 6, easy. Um, I like that attitude. Uh, blow, 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 uh, Blue Owe at Post says, Cruelty Squad, absolutely favorite game he played last year. Completely hooked for a few weeks. What was Cruelty Squad? I keep hearing that name, but I keep confusing it with the... Wasn't something that else. the fucking, like... I, I think it's supposed to be a meme, but isn't like the Zoomer game where it's like all flashy. Oh like, fuck! Really this looks wacky dope. I, I remember the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a yeah, fucking yeah. MLG 360 no scope edit, but it's like a game. That's so cool. I need to try that. Yeah, I'm gonna be real. As much as I think that that's weird, I, I gotta be real. Someone had to do it. Listen, it, somebody had to make this game. It had to exist. I don't know why I keep hearing Cruelty Squad on places like Twitter and elsewhere on on the internets, and I keep confusing it with that new Suicide Squad game that's coming out that had a really bad demo. That's the other unfortunate because like this game looks significantly better than that. And, yeah, uh, I mean, if you just wa- just watch the trailer, and I, I've, I've made I've made a statement by saying that I don't I don't have to explain it any more than that. Let's uh, let's move on with my thread. So, uh, All Bones Jones, longtime fan of the show, he says Gravity Circuit. Um, what the fuck is that? Gravity right. Circuit. Don't don't take it bad when we say what the fuck is that because we look <laughs> up the game and it, oh, bro, this looks dope. You guys, you guys are you guys are giving hopefully good games as some. <laughs> this looks like uh, somebody made a, a Mega Man game in 2023, but it looks like oh, Mega bro. Man. But Mega it's, Man it's, has been in the shitter for so long. I could use an indie Mega Man game. I'm not going to lie to you. There's a, there's a cute Mega pixel Man. art made. I'm sold. I want to play that. It's going on the wish list. Yeah, that's on the wish list as well. Oh, bro, this is this is straight up just a love letter to Mega Man. Dude, this looks awesome. And well, and a couple of side scrollers. Uh, but look, after Mighty Number no. Nine, any new Mega Man's got to be good, right? Also. Yeah, gamers like cute chicks and maids outfits. I sure do. Let's move on. Uh, so, Ardanian Wright at Detroit Riot City, the Fediverse resident Xenoblade shill. <laughs> uh, hey, let's go. Let's go. He says, Octopath Traveler 2 uh, for original games, but if DLC expansions are allowed, absolutely. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed. I totally get that. Sure. Future sure. Redeemed is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of game. Uh, more on that later. Um Alex Gleason says Mario Wonder, uh, but also Tangle Tower, uh, if we were to separate AAA in indie games. That's cool. Uh, Shedinja at post says Persona 4 Golden. Let's go. Let's continue on. Uh, Old Mitch at Shitposter says Sonic Superstars. Uh, and then we got Edbyverse.social. I'm butchering these server names. I see them every day, but I've never spoken them aloud. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's a, that's are a they story. real then? <laughs> bro actually i'm adding this tangle tower to my wish list as well i'm a sucker for point and click adventure games dude that's a that's a yeah, good yeah. pleasure of mine yeah go play some mist you fucking loser i it's, yeah it's, i've been tempted to anemone at Edgiver social says alan wake to gizlane at post says pray uh super lutheran at post says the suika game it was great but he the word the wasn't there uh sukia game that, that feels like something you put the word the in front of i don't know why i said that um rmiv at post says entropy zero two and includes a link to the steam page that looks kind of neat it looks like a and the logo makes it kind of look like a uh a, 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 a source engine two mod uh, or a source mod um like i entropy zero two uh here i'll put the link in the i'll get it You'll find it entropy zero two. Oh, what? Oh fuck! What is that? It was a cry of fear. Is that what I'm thinking of? It kind of reminds me of that. All right, I'm looking at the fucking link. 
the it looks like the half-life logo behind the um oh this is a half-life 2 mod that's what i'm trying to fucking say it's like a, i kept trying to say the source engine uh because that's what i divine cyrancy but this is a straight up half-life mod um okay so it's like a like a fan yeah. uh like like a spiritual like uh, what's the word for it I'm, uh, the fucking not a sequel but uh side story Side story, yeah. I, I, I feel like I was looking for a word, but either way, point. Like it's fan made, but it, I, yeah. it, it looks like it was intended to be part of Half Life. Uh, that's super cool. Um, yeah, I, this looks neat. R at freesoftwareextremist.com says Shogi, like the fucking board game. Oh, uh, yeah, bro. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> you know what? We, 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 you, <laughs> you know what? Hey, it's just it, had a comeback yeah. not too long ago. So, I mean, all right, all right. It's so, yeah. Karna at post says uh, overall Okami. I mean that's an older game, but it checks out. Uh, for uh, but also gave two more recommendations. Uh, Souls like Lives of P, reasonable. Metroidvania, Fair. Bloodstained. Uh, also, that's a great game. Fair. Um, I, Bloodstained. The only issue that that game had was that its extra content fell very short. But the base game is, is fucking solid as all hell. Relected at shitposter says OTXO. Which is basically Hotline Miami and Risk of Rain had a baby. I need to fucking look at that up immediately. Whoa, what is uh, this? <laughs> OTXO, all caps. It's got, it looks like it's got a top down view, uh, like Hotline Miami, but I'm assuming it's got like item pickups and time difficulty, like Risk of Rain. It, based on his description, I haven't seen a video. I'm just seeing still image screenshots. This looks dope. OTXO. Okay. So 3 a.m. Drunk Poster at Post says X-Men Legends. Uh, okay, Drunk Poster, living up to the name. Uh, <laughs> no no disrespect. Uh, Bad Neighbor at Post says Turbo Overkill by a mile. Absolute respect. Turbo Overkill is 10 out of 10. Um, Pry, we're Steam friends. Uh, we go way back. Uh, Elden Ring for him. I guess he was late to the party on Elden Ring. I still haven't played it. Um, I'll be honest hey, with you. Uh, fair, Jordan, being, let me borrow it. It's on my shelf. Being late <laughs> to the party means that the game is more polished unfortunately some of the fights are made easier well Big sad, I mean, man. you can't solve that it's okay so bricycle at noagendasocial.com says battle chief brigade or sorry battle chef brigade fucking halo uh, <laughs> fucking mess with you with the chef's hat on that's all i can think of this looks like what is this uh i see anime art style i see delicious food what, is, is this a oh, puzzle bro. game what is going on here it's kind of the arts kind of got me i like the cutscene art i think this is but the gameplay art kind of looks like those fucking flash games we'd play in middle school bro it this gives me big flash game vibes not, not, not in a bad way idea. though like those are nostalgic no like, i love fuck they're nostal- you can't have flash games anymore bro it, it, that that's got to be a genre that you had to be there okay yeah fair it, it, oh it looks like um was it like a like a almost like a fighting game, like an arcade-ish fighting game? Am I am I going crazy? Looks like this was oh, published by it, Adult Swim, actually. It, it it has some battler elements. Okay, interesting. It's like there there there's pieces of what I'm seeing in these screenshots that's like you know really high quality art that they they obviously spend a lot of time on. That's super interesting. Um, but for the sake of time, we must continue. Uh, Bit Bun at Raru Ray says 13 Sentinels. Um, okay. What the fuck is that? Uh, thir- uh, you, you look it up. Yo, yo, it, it, I'm, it's on my list. This I, looks I, like, I uh, is this a visual novel? A mecha game? I'm not sure. Kinda. I mean, it's, um, it kind of looks. Guy, same guys as like Persona and it looks like SMT a and all that. visual novel with, uh, 
strategy mecha thing going on. I've heard the story is pretty fucking peak. That's fucking dope. One day, one day, 30 years from now, I'm sure I'll play it. (laughs) Into the backlog it goes. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Vendrix at socialhendrixgames.com wrote a wall of text, but it starts with BG3. I think he's saying BG3. I'm sorry. I'm not going to read your whole post, Terry. <laughs> but I'm guessing you're saying Boulder's Gate 3, but you have some caveats, and I, I, I respect that. I mean, it's literally the exact same thing I did earlier, right? <laughs> so I, I will not criticize you for that. I didn't like his post earlier, so I'm going to like it now. Please accept my... Uh... Oh, you know what? He, uh, he's replying to uh, one of the guys that said Armor Core 6. Maybe I should read his whole post. No, we must continue. No, uh, carry on. You can look. Don't you can edit in post the post <laughs> if you want it. I'm looking forward to uh, taking a clip with Fountain of this entire section and replying to this thread, tagging everyone. Oh in. God, it's gonna be great. There you go. uh, it's gonna be our best clip yet. <laughs> uh, Doc Scranton at Roy's Beer Place says Ghostwire hit Epic Game Store for free and oh wait no he's replying to Graph sorry. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Oh. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Uh, old Mitch uh, says, oh, I forgot uh, the Robot Mommy Step On Me game. That is definitely Atomic Heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is Atomic Heart. Yeah, no, no, no. Robot L- Mommy Step On You. Later down in the thread, Shedinja at post replies to somebody else who asked him, who did he romance in Persona 4? He says, Yukiko, let's go. Yeah, uh, damn it. <laughs> I, I romanced her on my first playthrough, uh, but every playthrough after that was Naoto bro, all the way. Bro, Chie is right there, man. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's right there. She's always waiting for you after you're done. I know. But you've got, look, you can't just go to Chie. You have to enjoy the uh, other girls first. Right. So, hero protagonist at noagendasocial.com says Pizza Tower. Uh, he won't be the last person to say Pizza Tower. Pizza Tower is honestly what uh, Yahtzee said should have won. I, but... I, I've watched a lot of it. Uh, it looks really good. I'm not yeah. really big into. I'm not really big into platforms, really. But so it's not like my game. But it looks. I can see why people like it. It's the art style that puts people off, uh, or put the game awards off more specifically. Oh, more than likely. Looks like Tarnished Yarmaluk at NiceCrew.Digital says he emulated Need for Speed Most Wanted Black Edition for the PS2. Let's go. Renstrom256 <laughs> at Shota House says Ender Lily's Quietest Nights Moonlighter Ooh. and Ghosts of Tsushima. That is not one title. That is three games. All <laughs> right. I was saying no, no, them together I, like they were one. Listen, Ender, <laughs> Ender Lily's mentioned. That's that's a win. That's a win. Uh, Leon Elm at BreastMilk.Club says Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Let's go. Um, I, I talk to this guy on the Fetty all the time, but I've never said his name out loud. I probably butchered that. And I feel bad now that I, I don't ask people how to pronounce their handles because I don't it's speak. Like, <laughs> yeah, this it's is such a weird experience. How pronounced. Bro, I can what? type out what you got written. Doesn't mean I can say it. <laughs> Let's see. Beard Galaxy at GameLiberty.club says Ratchet and Clank are rift apart. I replied to him and said, I totally have this installed on my PS5. I just haven't started it yet. In the backlog it Same. is, but damn, Same. it looks fucking great. I mean, I, I played the shit. I played literally every other Ratchet and Clank game. Uh, I was uh, fucking infatuated with this shit when I was younger. So it's sitting there, and it, it, it's in the back of my brain. But one day, one day. Nortrack at Nice Crew Digital says, Remnant 2, reasonable. Looks okay. looks all right. Let's see. Uh, Turticus at Post says, Tears of the Kingdom. Understandable. Understandable. They're wrong, but they're, it's understandable. Just play them. 
Don't don't at me with your angry ats if I didn't like your game. It's fine. It's just the update to the other game. That's all it was. It it's really good. I just think that I mean we mentioned it earlier. I, I just think that it's one of those issues where they were trying to beat what a lot of people saw as either either they saw it as the not Zelda game or they saw it as the perfect Zelda game. Right. That's kinda of, that's kinda of hard to compete with. Not a whole lot of middle ground there. Yeah, and so they just made it again, but better. Uh, obviously, it is a better game to the previous edition of, uh, well, the same game. Next up, we have Norse Realist at Post says that Zero Sivert is his pick. It's top-down pixel Tarkov, and these pixels look fucking slick. I actually like the way they drew this. Zero S-I-E-V-E-R-T. But I, ha- I was going to say, but I have Quasimorph at home. <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess I guess that is like Quasimorph, huh? Huh. Interesting. Um let's see, scrolling down, Burke Berkman at base says Hi Fi Rush. Uh Cognate at Shipposter says Deep Rock Galactic. Um, totally, totally fair. Dr. Ryan Skeleton at Mugicha Club says Gravity Circuit and Wanted Dead. I don't know these two. I'm about to. Gravity Circuit. Oh, that's that game we talked about earlier. That's that Mega Man homage. Homage. Yes. Uh, what's Wanted Dead? Interesting. Looks like uh, a beat-em-up, I think? I can't tell what I'm looking at. Uh, looks like a beat-em-up of some kind, but the graphics are pretty nice. I'm not sure what I'm looking at, but that seems interesting. Uh, Shadow Ferret, the Ninth Circle Club, member of the Discord, fan of the show. Ooh. Armor Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Let's go. Ariri at missiletest.site says Starfield and Death Stranding. Uh, you know, fair. Okay. Fair. Okay. Listen, Death Stranding was such a good game for me, dude. I'm 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 right there. I, I, I agree. I can also defend Starfield in the fact that for the first few hours, it is a fantastic game. <laughs> it's fair. It's fair. Hey, hey, listen, the, the mod <laughs> modders will fix it. Root at Ligma Pro says, uh, you know what my answer will be. Post a screenshot of his uh, Steam uh, recap where he's put a ridiculous percentage of his yearly playtime into Convergence, a League of Legends story. He is probably the Fediverse's biggest League of Legends fan. You can tell. Um, Not surprising at all. You know, fair. Riot's side games are pretty much all peak. Are they as good as the the Netflix show? I haven't started that either. I heard uh, it was really I good. mean, I don't know if I'd say that. Arcane is probably like the pinnacle of what we've gotten in animation in the last like. Uh, I need five to get on years. that. I really do. There's, I'd say there's some anime movies that are like like Redline as an example that beats Arcane for me in terms of like animated like it's hard hard to call it cinema. It's like a mini series, but you get my point. Um, but yeah, I'd say it is fucking really good. And then we have uh, Theory Toe at uh, Karayuk.mo says Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, but also hey. mentions Pizza Tower. I started uh, a short thread uh, replying with that about how Metal Gear Rising is fucking amazing. Um, let's see who else is in this thread. We're like also timeless. We're like three fourths the way down. Don't worry. Um, Dies of Pam Club Siberia.co says Geometry Dash. Fair. That game looks fun. That's um, uh... <laughs> I didn't expect to hear, hear that. All right, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm down with it. I'm down with it. Late to the party, but it's cool. Uh, world is rotting at sealed.cafe says ultra kill. Absolutely reasonable. 
Hyperhydrosis uh, at Shipposter says, Minecraft, what rock do you live under that you <laughs> played it for the first time in 2023? Uh, get help. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't worry, man. I fucking, why, the game's been out for like 15, 20 years, somewhere <laughs> in that range, and I'm still fucking playing it, bro. Uh, Rudra Jade at Post says, Synthetic 2, that's synthetic with a K. Uh, not sure what that is, but he also mentioned a second one, uh, which would be... Um, Metroid Planets, which appears to be a fan-made Metroid game. Hey, the fact that it the fact that it didn't get nuked from orbit by Nintendo is a is a pretty big win. Well, they let the Pokemon mods exist. Do they? Oh, they used to nuke them. Well, no, you just you can't. Like, how are you supposed to nuke the Pokemon mods? Well, okay, they would they would cease and dis- hey, sorry. When I say nuke, they would be they'd be like, ah, we're Nintendo. We You're not getting them on we Steam. We legal team. Is what we mean, right? Like the Pokemon ROMs, you can get them on the the ROM sites. That's They're fair. out there. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I see the screenshots of Synthetic too. I see a top down camera. It reminds me of Killzone Liberation for the PSP, but I'm probably way off base. Um, but that's what it reminds me of, but with pretty colors, and it's probably a PC game. Um, let's see, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Um. Uh, Forest of Enhancement at ClubSiberia.co says there are no games because Pal World still hasn't come out. I mean, hey, I get you, <laughs> bro. I wanna, I wanna fill my Pokemon full of holes too, uh, with with bullets. Not, um, I realized as I said that they could be taken a different way. Yeah. So, uh, who is it, Vaporeon or Gordovar? <laughs> no. God damn it! <laughs> I got, listen, that was some unintentional bait, but I was baited. <laughs> No, you shut the fuck up, Dad. It's shit poster says Void Stranger or Tevi. Uh, I know. Uh, sh- uh, so, Dad, as we call him on Shitposter Club, he might be the only guy on Odyssey.com that watches our podcast. And I really hope he still gets to hear this because <laughs> I'm not uploading to Odyssey like I mentioned at the start of the show uh, for this season, unless they fucking do something. Cause... Did you make some sort of announcement that, other than on the podcast that no. it will no longer be there? Oh, okay. So I'll, good I'll luck it in the you. show notes for this episode. I'll, I'll I'll mention it. Right. Good luck, Dad. <laughs> I hope he's got the RSS feed. Um, let's see. Uh, Vartis at Codabank.ch says, I'm going to say book of, hor- book of Hours and stop thinking about it because there's been more than one amazing game this year. I Is it Book of Hours? Book of Horus? Is that a typo? I don't know what that is. Um, book of Hours? No, no, no. No, Book of Hours. It's oh, a game. It's correct. I have it on, yeah, oh. I have it on mine. Uh, it, it's what? a... Yeah, it's uh, a kind of a cool little... Uh, explore, cute little exploration game that about... Uh, I'm going to really sell it short uh, here because I didn't spend much time with it. I just didn't have it in me at the time. But basically, there's a... Uh, there's a big ass library house on an island and you're there to investigate uh, cult books and curiosities and shit like that. Hmm. And it's really kind of cool and it's combat free kind of game. So it's really okay. quite casual. Um, oh, okay. It's got some point and click elements to it mm-hmm. as well for it, those who like. Do you uh, investigate what's under the librarian shirt? Or yeah. like not that kind of I, game? No, 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 not that kind of game. As far as I'm aware, it's not that kind of game. It, it looks it looks like one of those like uh, base builder mobile games, except not predatory. And it's not you're not well you kind <laughs> Sorry, of build I, up I, the place too, but like that's not really like. And it also just had uh, DLC announced at the end of last year. Um, this does look cool though. My joke aside, 
Yeah, no, it gives me a very similar feel. Uh, well, not the uh, not the the feelings of uh, To the Moon, but it reminds me a lot of To oh. the Moon as far as like it's very comfortable, and I enjoyed my um, like yeah, hour and, and that I played it. <laughs> you get to the end of the game. <laughs> well, To the Moon is uh, To the Moon is. A different kind of game, but yes. Anyways, let's finish up this list. I, we are going for a long time already. I know. I'm so sorry. Uh, let's get through this a little bit quicker. Uh, so Iska at catposter.club says Fury with an I. That's that. Uh, that's good. That's a good game. We know what that is. Uh, Allison at hitamari.apartments says Tromi, which is a Tetris remix. I think that's the one with the sandy bits. I'm not sure. A link was provided in the thread if you wanted to know. Um, the, the link to this thread will obviously be in the show notes. Uh, DCC at Annihilation.Social says, Armored Core 6, with a humorous meme attached. Raccoon at Den.Raccoon.Quest says, Lies of P. Let's see. Cody at Catboy.Baby says, Subnautica, uh, though Lethal Company is also in contention. Uh, Roman at Shipposter says, Tears of the Kingdom. Gator at Social.Aronia.Fr uh mentions like one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve games that's a lot of new games to play for the year 2023 i'll name them off quickly alien isolation attica blasphemous blood west cruelty squad dark souls 3 deep rock galactic hurrah uh lunacid i actually have lunacid it's very good um it's like um it's like kingsfield but new uh noita oh, northern okay, journey on. I'm, ooh, <laughs> write that one down for me because i'll be uh, kingsfield be but new that. and almost certainly not bad like yeah. kingsfield was well kingsfield different era but i i, I kind of agree with that it, it, mm-hmm. by modern sensibilities it is kind of a... it is a very very lovely game you should, you should get it. yes bad game <laughs> uh northern journey project zomboid and thief the black parade those are bangers. Many, many of those yeah. are bangers. And it's like, pretty solid list. That guy, uh, this person had a very packed 2023. That's very great. Um, yeah, no, good job. Uh, Berin at mastodon.social says, Slay the Princess. Um, what is that? I've heard of it. I don't remember what the fuck it is offhand. I've heard nothing but good things about it. It's a kind of a horror thriller. Um, it came out like, at the tail end of November or at the beginning of December. Ah, the the Steam Power or the Steam Store description says that this is a choice driven psychological horror visual novel dating sim. Uh, that sounds lovely. That, uh, that is uh, okay. <laughs> Although I feel like the dating, if I'm going to be honest, I think the dating sim elements are um, very much one sided, and you're not doing the one, and it's not from your side. Gotcha. <laughs> Uh, Lotev at Venus.Art says that the only game that she played in 2023 was Sims 3, but it wasn't new. Um, get help. <laughs> get help, but also that's fine. I mean... Um, HeeJ at ShigusiGubu.Club says Pizza Tower. Uh, not the first time we've heard that in the list. Uh, Grillchen at Brotka.ST says Magicraft. I don't know what that is. Uh, PPVovot at Post.Eben.Club says Slay the Princess as well. <laughs> TK says open TTD. That is an application. That is a joke. I think. I think. <laughs> Hold on. Let me Unless. fact check that. Is that like saying one of the Opera browser games? I don't know. Hold on. Open TTD. <laughs> oh, it is a video game. Hold on. Uh, is a business emulation game which players try to earn money by tra- transporting passengers. Uh, okay, I stand corrected. That is not a fucking Linux application. Hey. That is an actual game. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, does it just sounds sound like it, one. It, it, it sounds okay. like a fun game, though. Forgive me, okay. TK. Uh, all Deep right. Premise, 
Kaya at ST says, I didn't play much, but System Shock was fun, but I didn't finish it. Uh, reasonable. That's fine. Um, it does look very pretty. Uh, Lanodan at queer.hacktiviz.me says, damn, I'm terribly bad at keeping track of the years, but for me, it's Heart of the Woods, uh, which is, I don't know what that is. Um, Let that, me see if it's on Steam. Keep moving. That, Keep moving. that sounds very familiar. <laughs> Heart of the Woods. It. It's got to be some kind of visual novel. Yes, it is. On, oh, it is 100% a visual novel. Fantastic. I might actually check that out. I, hey, let me, I, no hate. I, I read them. Hey, it, you know what? I'm going to give this one a bit of a shout. I'm not normally in the LGBTQ things, but it's got the stag, the tag on it from uh, fans on it and dark, dark fantasy anime tags. So, is that good or bad? <laughs> I think it's fantastic. Okay. I think it's going to be a very dark game that uh, has girls on girl on girl action, which I'm always for. But it, it sounds like uh, this might have been written by somebody who's willing to portray uh, gay characters in a negative light. Not like, you know, Marvel, Hollywood, Disney, right? Um, yes. No, I'm sure like that it is much better. It may even be written by a lesbian. Writing the gays as actual people and not like plot devices that can do no wrong. Oh man, don't well, how, don't tell Disney. Don't, They'll fucking you? kill you. <laughs> <laughs> They'll fucking send assassins to your house. I know. <laughs> how dare you portray queer characters with real problems? All right, <clears throat> Kura at Zone Social says Sea of Stars, uh, but also Ooh. Tales of Arise. Okay. Um, I need to get on Tales of Arise because apparently, Victim, you, you keep telling me that it's very similar to Astral, uh, wait, no, Scarlet Nexus, which I really, really liked. And it's made by the same people. It, yeah, it, it's uh, it's a good one. Uh, I think it's a, it's a nice one because it's it's super simple to get into if you haven't played a Tales of game, and, which I think was also a point of contention. A lot of Tales of fans were kind of annoyed that it wasn't like other Tales games, but... And then uh, if I play it, I'll understand all the references in Scarlet Nexus because there's a bunch of Tales of Arise like uh, uh, cosmetic items that are clearly labeled Tales of Arise this and that, like face masks okay. and shit. And I'm like, I don't know what these are. <laughs> Narratively, though, pretty pretty good game. You, you, like, cool. you, you, if cool. you're if you're a fan of the series, you might have a problem with the gameplay, but otherwise, it's pretty good. All right, moving swiftly along, Mothball Shitposter Club says Pizza Tower. Um, Thual at H4.io says Trackmania. Tommy at Shipposter, Talos Principle 2, Lycanthracide at Shipposter says Tears of the Kingdom uh, is 9 out of 10. He started it in July, finished it in November, didn't really play anything else, uh, but he also played Mega Man 4 for the Game Boy, 8 out of 10. Uh, <laughs> cool. Bialok at Post says Cultic, all caps. But after that one, Ion Fury, Aftershock, great choices, great choices. Christy Jr. at Detroit Riot City, the second most fervent Xenoblade fan on the Fetty, says Xenoblade 3, Future Redeemed. Not surprising, great game. Uh, <laughs> but he says if DLC doesn't count, then it's Metroid Prime Remastered. Fair, fair and valid. Um, Viviando at Blob.cat says Tevi or Rusted Moss. Uh, I think that's the second recommendation for Tevi that we've seen. Uh, but for a game that didn't come out this year, uh, it would actually be Xenoblade 3. Valid. Great, one of the best RPGs ever made. Um, Trio Doug, fan of the show, previously been a guest. Uh, he says Baldur's Gate 3, actually. Uh, but he also points out Darker and Darker. Uh, so those two. Okay. Very valid. Uh, two I, I more. <laughs> need, I need to play more Darker and Darker. I really do. Uh, Secret okay. Agent Skippy at post says Terra Invicta, uh, which is XCOM-like. It's like an XCOM-inspired yeah. game. 
Uh, and then the last one who replied to me 21 minutes ago, I got the notification while we started this segment of the podcast, which <laughs> kind of tells Ooh, me we've been taking too wire. much time on this Under part. The wire. <laughs> this clip is going to be long. Um, he says, easily, Legend of Spyro, Dawn of the Dragon. I have not heard of this particular Spyro game. Uh, is it new? Is it old? I don't know. Uh, um, I don't remember when it came out. Uh, he mentions a couple other games in here, uh, like uh, Ape Escape 2 and Enter the Dragonfly. Uh, I don't know if he's comparing them to this game or not, because I'm not reading his entire paragraph. I'm so sorry, Pork Chow. I will... Uh, Pork Chow at Shipposter Club. I will favorite or like your post. Um, thank you for commenting. <laughs> and that is all the comments so far on the thread. I'll probably get more if you want to read the replies uh, in the link in the show notes. But it is currently 2248 Pacific time on the, what is it, the 12th of January. So um, if I didn't read out your post, uh, that's because you haven't posted it yet. I'm so sorry. And if I did miss you, then I'm just blind. You can blame me later. It's our turn now. So last year, I went last. So I'd like to go first. Go first. I'll reiterate the rules. It's the very same that I gave to the Fetty friends in the thread, right? So um, this is the Melomancy Podcast uh, Game of the Year Awards, where all three of us are each going to give um, the title to the best game that was new to us in 2023. It doesn't have to be released in 2023, but it has to be your first time playing it, right? That is roughly the rule. And I, I spent a lot of time thinking about it because there's a couple of contenders, right? And I, I would like to talk about all the contenders, but let me give the award first. It's Final Fantasy 16. Okay. Right? I'm not surprised. It's Final Fantasy 16 because it's fucking great. But let me, before I gloat about Final Fantasy 16, let me tell you what the runner up were. Uh, so I almost gave it to Armored Core 6. I love Armored Core. It's my favorite franchise. If I had to rank all the video game franchises, which one's my favorite? It's Armored Core every time. Right. And then in second place, we have Dragon Dragoon and third place is Final Fantasy. That's just me. Right. So Final Fantasy, third place for franchises, but 16 wins game of the year. How? Like, it was just really good. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, third place. Um, it's like it's it's future redeemed. However, the only reason I didn't give future redeemed the, the spot was because it didn't feel right because it's DLC of a game that came out in 22 that I played in 22. That was really Did good in 22. Did you Xenoblade Chronicles 3 your game of the year that year too? Um, I don't remember. Um, I, I don't know. think I did. I don't. I think I gave it to um, uh, a different game. Because the base game, it wasn't as good as 2. Like, it was good. It was, like, really good. But I thought 2 was a better game. But Future Redeemed is, like, better than all of it. Right? So right. Future Redeemed is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of game because it requires that you need to play, like, 3... Uh, four, if you uh, four and five, if you count the um, the expansions of one and two, uh, but like basically four or five fucking one hundred hour JRPGs. Yeah, yeah, it was the even game of uh, JRPGs. <laughs> Avengers and, Endgame. <laughs> right, it's 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 the Avengers Endgame of fucking JRPGs, and it's perfect. Uh, I loved every minute of it, and uh, if you meet the necessary conditions to enjoy it, as in you you either remember or have beaten. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 1, you know what happens in Future Connected, which is the expansion that came with the HD remake. That's kind of optional, really. Um, you've played Xenoblade Chronicles 2. you played Xenoblade Chronicles 2 DLC, Torn of the Golden Country, which was released separate and is like a game of its own. That's kind of what Future Redeemed is as well. You've also beaten Xenoblade Chronicles 3 already. This is not a prequel. You, well, I mean, it is, but like you have to play 3 first, right? And then, only then, can you play Future Redeemed. And if you meet those conditions, you owe it to yourself to play that because... It's super good. Like, it's one of the best JRPGs I've ever played. 
Uh, however, I decided to give it to Final Fantasy 16 simply because that is DLC of a game that I played in a previous year, right? And it didn't feel like it met the rules, but I got to point out that it was that fucking good. Armor Core 6, also that fucking good. The only reason I gave it to 16 over Armor Core 6 is because I think they dropped the ball on the music. Uh, the, some of the tracks are good, but in all the old Armor Core games, every track is a banger. So I would say Armor Core 6 is like 9 out of 10. The only reason it's not 10 out of 10, even though I'm like a huge Armor Core fanboy, is uh, the music wasn't as good. Yeah, they only have a couple of really good songs. Right. Yeah, no, Their you're right. The only crime was the soundtrack was mid. And but the game is fucking Kino and the cutscenes are so good. Every piece of dialogue is anticipated and I I, I would never skip a single cutscene. There's not that many. But like they nailed it. And it's like I I genuinely enjoy when the characters speak because it's that fucking great. And it's something everyone should play. But Final Fantasy 16, on the other hand, um, it has a lot going for it. Um, not only was it really fun to play, uh, it had a really good story. And um, it was also a complete game with no problems at launch. And it was exactly what was promised in the trailers. And I that gives me bonus points. Because, like, we just got through Final Fantasy XV, where um, they promised a lot of shit. Um, it didn't come out at first. And it had a lot of extra work required to kind of make it the complete package, which at the end of the day, the complete package of 15 was really good, right? Whereas 16, you don't need anything extra. Everything's on the disc and it's perfect. And like that shit just doesn't happen these days, right? It's like they promised a very specific thing and delivered exactly that. And it was very, very good. And I'm really looking forward to the DLC. The DLC is not required. It was obviously not planned either because they, they they made it because people wanted it right um and i look forward to it however um i have to acknowledge that the dlc is not necessary and it is a complete game and it is very good it's final fantasy 16 it's the game of the year for me who's next i, I think that's that's fair uh i can go next if you'd like let's hear it Vic. yeah lay it on us and a little bit of pre preface here um I didn't really play many games this year. I, the MMOs that I usually get addicted to reared their ugly heads and ate half my year. Um, among the fact that I had other life shit going on. I think this is going to be a funny one because, uh, Dylan, you're, I think you probably even forgot I played this this year. Uh, it's near Replicant. Oh, that's right. That was technically in 2023, wasn't it? Yep. I would have been. I would have finished my playthrough in May, but I would have. I, I started it like. I think I like cut it off halfway, but I started it very early in the year. Yeah, what a great game that was! Yeah, I, you, um, you got all the way through. You got all the endings. What did you think of the final ending? Yeah, I got everything. I I will say, final ending. It's just as wacky as fucking anything else Yoko Taro's put out. But I think it's nice that we finally have a bridge. You guys, truth be told, it was just speculation up to that point. It really was. It's like we could kind of see the trail. But, like, nobody really knew how Automata happened. But, yeah, I mean, uh, the only thing about Replicant that I think really pissed me off was um, there was <laughs> there were some moments where I feel like the game could have given me, like, maybe, like, a little bit of a skip point because uh, I fucked up in one of the endings and accidentally did it wrong and had to watch the same ending twice in a row. Um, that was That was pain. And there was nothing I could fucking do about it. We you know back in my day, if games were made like that, like the secret endings would be the stuff of Playground Legend, 
Right. Uh, and don't get me wrong. It, it just is a point of like, God fucking damn it. I got baited and I made the fuck up, but I was still a little annoyed. Yeah. So very good. I appreciate the effort, but it's like as an adult who wants to see all the endings, it's like, okay, I got to look up a guide because I'm not going to. I'm not fucking eight. I'm not going to go to a playground and ask another kid. Did you get that ending? Like, <laughs> well, in, in the age of the internet, it almost Does is shooting yourself in the <laughs> foot. It's like, sure. I could spend the 300 hours to do it. I wouldn't even really be that mad to do so. But in reality, if I can save myself 200 hours, by just like, not even spoiling myself, just looking at like, like Francis, like that's the persona looking up how to get to the DLC in four and five, uh, it, or expansions, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Um, that's, Fuck it. Why not? Doing another playthrough of the game like Jordan had to do. <laughs> it must feel like utter dog shit in the modern day, dude. I yeah. couldn't even imagine. Well, I can't imagine as it happened to me in Replicant, besides the point. Mm-hmm. So did any other games even come close? Um, I mean, Lethal Company's neat. I, I play, We've been playing that a little bit. Um, I think of like what else I've played that's new to me this year. Um, I don't know. Uh, Void Crew was cool. Um, mm-hmm. That one's kind of a sleeper one. Uh, I think people should keep an eye on that one. It's it's effectively like a space mission based game, um, uh, but it, it's it's got a lot of like uh, kind of like Sea of Thieves, but in space, but with more to do to manage your ship. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe that's a way I'll phrase it. It, it looks it's so not... good. I'm waiting for the Linux support. Like yeah, it's PVE only. I should also add that stipulation if, if, for mm-hmm. people that maybe care about the way see these plays. But like, it's, it's reminiscent of that, and I think with some updates because I think it's actually relatively new. It's only like a couple of months old. Uh, really, really good. In fact, I, now I'm looking at it right now. It uh, apparently they just had an update. Like, or they, oh, they have an update coming. Sorry. Okay. The game reminds me of like if they took like Railjack from Warframe and made it like a, a standalone game. Yes. It's like it's basically what it is. <laughs> it's it is really, really fun. It, it very fun to play with friends. I don't know if I'd say it's lethal company fun, but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And it's probably more fun than Railjack, but I will say if you play Warframe and you wrote off Railjack like two reworks ago because it wasn't very good accurately, uh try it again. They they did fix it. Uh go back. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm trying to go like like I guess like if you count updates, I mean, I played the Genshin story. That was good. I would say that uh, they are continuing to increase in quality, which is nice. It, it sucked in people that weren't even gotcha fans, and I think it kind of owes them some quality. And I think that's about it for, like, new that I've played this year. Really, uh-huh. It really is a very short list. I Unironically, like, eight, like, half of my year got ate up by BDO and Arcage. Because uh, mm-hmm. an arcade private server dropped. That's something an addict would say. Yes, it is. <laughs> You're very right. All right, Rick. All right. Ring in the new year. <laughs> Ring in the new... Well, unfortunately, I have to do something similar to what you did, Dylan. Because this one was actually, like, really tough for me. Because I was like, every game that I put out, I was like, well, it has some caveats for it. Like, with why I would have selected it. Uh, at the end of the day, I'm going. I'm going to put up uh, Armored Core Six for me. But that said, it comes with massive caveats. Of the games that I looked at, it's probably the one that I've spent the least time playing, because um, it was just like, let me burn through it. Because I turned and burned that game. Um, it, you know, I got through it. Um, you know, all three endings. Uh, 
before you started playing the game yeah <laughs> I before i even started yeah so like i turned and burned it it and it is a really good game it's smooth it's com it's a complete fucking game which is uh, like having a complete game in the year of 2024 is a miracle in and of itself uh that's an achievement if you can release a game not through early access or any of the other you know bullshit and just drop drop your dick on the table and be like this is it it's so disappointing how high of a bar that is like um yeah it wasn't always no. like this <laughs> no um no so there were three other games that uh, were close to the top for very similar reasons hogwarts legacy i definitely have to give that one an honorable mention because it is a good game uh <gasps> straight up i know it, <laughs> it delivers exactly it casts a wide net so it has a lot of like issues w in regards to the fact of the way that people who really like um video games tend to have a problem with like there's so much collection but you don't only have to do a certain amount of it and um, it doesn't matter like across the board and there are some things that you know it wasn't what we were expecting it to be with like in regards to the fact that you go to class like each individual class like one time and then they just insinuate you go to classes you know it's uh, funny is... i i recently did a a harry potter movie marathon with the kids and uh they, they, they enjoyed the hell out of it yeah. and uh i i don't think there's anything to worry about but if the conspiracy theorists are right and uh my oldest blabs to his teacher that he enjoys harry potter and the teacher fucking reports me to cps or something i will tell you about it but i i don't think that's gonna happen it, the conspiracy theorists are not always right uh, I think in the real world, people don't actually give a shit about that stuff. I don't no, think they, they do. do. That, that's the chronic. But the online, people that I... wanted you to boycott that game want you to think that that's true. <laughs> uh, you know, there's some truth to that. That's fair. That's fair. They so but, desperately uh, want that. Yeah, so it, I thought it was a good game. Um, I don't think it's like the best game ever, but it was certainly uh, like across 2023. I don't think I played any the best game ever. Like if I did a a decade in review no no game in 2023 would make it on the list yeah i, th I think there's some truth to that uh, although to be fair i haven't played a lot of 2023 games but that is fair too um bolt gun uh i want to give it an honorable mention if it didn't drag on like if you hadn't already seen everything in the game by the time you get to the act three then i think it would be a much better game um uh, they just blew their load by the end of act two um so by you're doing the motions through act three um and um then of course the murder of sonic the hedgehog oh shit i forgot that was this year <laughs> i'm just kidding that one was fun but uh, not game of the year material no actually real number three was risk of rain too oh, that's it's, right it's you're a first timer fun. i forgot about that yeah it's just fun. So uh, there we were at my place, and I had just gotten Risk of Rain 2 on sale on the PS5, thinking I might never go back to the PC version, because uh, we just weren't playing it. And uh, I don't remember, I think we were going to have a movie night, and I think nobody else showed because of the reasons. And I was like, here, play this. And I was like, on stage three with the bandit <laughs> on like Drizzle. <laughs> yeah. and, and you were hooked. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a great game. It's fun to play with friends. We play like... It's the first game I've played with Destiny since, like, Minecraft, basically. Yeah, it's really funny because, um, so on our forum, Melamenti Cafe, uh, Tree posted a thread where he's starting to post clips because he started 
re-listening to our show from the beginning or, or maybe he's listening to the beginning from the first time whichever it is um and he keeps making oh, clips man. of really old like podcast moments and and he's one been of meeting the... on me with them too oh like... god is that why you have is that why the discord had a picture of a furry Vic? Is oh no happened? no 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 <laughs> that we we were uh, sorry a bit of a tangent but we were arguing whether or not kindred from league of legends is a furry or, or not a furry sorry but like a, a character for furries, more specifically. Furry bait, got it. Does she have furry a snout? Bait. She has a mask. Can't you know it. So that's that was my argument. It's like, listen, is she furry? Yes, she's literally like a goat person. Uh, uh, no, no denying that. No snout, no problem. It's not furry if there's that, no snout. See, that's what I'm trying to tell. Dream. I don't know what the fuck he's smoking, man. <laughs> bro, yeah. bro, passed up a literal fucking cat man. <laughs> oh, oh my god i i saw He's a delusional. really awful a really aw- i saw a really disgusting meme on facebook the other day, or not, not facebook it was uh twitter um it was like a picture of a cat girl and then um and then below it was a picture of a khajiit and it said uh you like cat girls i like cat women we are not the same <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like that's a furry <laughs> okay. that's that's pretty that's a that's a great you know, way to it, fucking you know, say it though I, that's funny <laughs> Yeah, the Khajiit are something uh, a bit of a problem for me because I go by Skuma Dealer in literally everything that I can. And uh, that is 100% an Elder Scrolls reference. Uh, that is, yes. But, like, I never viewed them as furries or for the furries or anything like that. It's, like, not but, really sexual. It's, like, these they're not even attractive. Oh, well, they've got... Back in I was my gonna say, day, they, I was going to say, by... By ESO, they have become furry bait. Make Ooh. no mistake. Like, well, no, yeah. make no mistake. They are marketing the like as graphics get better. <laughs> they as, are uh, as modders mod. Right. Well, I mean, I'm sure somebody's made a six nipple mod for them, but whatever. I uh, will not go looking. <laughs> I, but I, I would be shocked and I, amazed if it I didn't assume. exist. I assume um, that so. I did, and I do have to say, there's one other game I would like to put on the list, and I'm going to put a massive asterisk when this inevitably releases, and I give it my game of the year that year, um, which is Quasimorph, but it's an early access game. I do not count early access games as games yet. <laughs> okay, that's fair. So Quasimorph mass- is still allowed next year, or this year, well, if it whenever comes it out. actually releases. Uh, whatever year it actually releases, it, I will... It's like when uh, Vic put Kenshi up. Uh, I think you did Kenshi last year. Um, oh fuck! I I think I, so. Somebody I will least, have to. I, I mention I mention yeah. it if not. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I also want to give Starfield a mention. Like if I if I'd done this at like hour twenty of Starfield, I would have probably given it to Starfield. But by hour one hundred, I was just like, just I end was, me. <laughs> yeah, no, it just was no longer fun. <laughs> um. Like any fun that there was, it wasn't. I think that's why Armored Core Six is so special because, like, it doesn't let you get there. No, you you've burned through. By the time you're done, I will say third playthrough. I was definitely just kind of going through the motions through the missions I'd already done, like Mm -hmm. none of the new missions. Um, But that's just because I'd done them. (laughs) It was like, yeah, let me knock through this. Da da. Let me. But all the subtle changes, like you keep noticing them because it's like. 
right they super don't let interesting you sleep on it yeah. they don't let you sleep on it because you'll have you know three or four missions that are new or different or not different sorry you'll be you'll go through like three or four missions that are the exact same then you'll do a, a mission that's a little different and you'll it'll kind of wake you up right um now they're not to say there aren't people with like hundreds or thousands of hours in armor core six they're playing multiplayer because there's a multiplayer and it's fun i haven't played and it's it. actually gotten a uh, new life uh mm-hmm. breathed into it yeah. uh last month they yeah. uh they had uh yeah yeah actually on christmas it was uh ranked matchmaking mm-hmm. uh, before it was update. just lobbies oh i heard about that mm-hmm. yeah yeah They've got ranked matchmaking now, which I assume for a lot of people, it's a clusterfuck because you immediately discover what are the best builds. Right. Um, and I assume it's spider leg. It, anybody walking around with the fucking spider legs, you're less of a person. Mm-hmm. But I, I've you seen know some it. people like really rock the, <laughs> the rogue builds. Like there, there are people out there that are just living their best experimental mech and winning. And I love that. Oh, yeah. For them. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, oh, that is 1,000% what I'm going to be doing when I finally pick up the game. I just, I never played multiplayer because, like, I've never been into multiplayer except for the local split screen on the old games, right? But, like, I've never been interested in the online multiplayer. Um, That's not what I play it for. So it's like, it's okay. Um, They can have it, and I'm glad it's there. But uh, I I wasn't planning on it. I mean, that it exists is essentially i think it's a good thing that exists i don't like the way they've built their multiplayer um i like i would have liked the um what like if it was more one life to live for the uh team battles i think that's i would be playing it um but the fact that team battles are um uh respawn you respawn and it's a point space like how many like i don't know it's just weird yeah and also like the the armored core like fanboys that crawled out of fucking nowhere uh, that for some reason like to shit on Damon X Back Machina from the fucking dead dude from where where were they when I was there I don't know but like there's a bunch of people who are suddenly big fans of Armored Core but they cannot fucking stand Damon X Machina but you know what Damon X Machina has better multiplayer uh, they don't have ranked matchmaking and there's not a big community anymore they have to like organize on discord to actually play but it actually has co-op and like co-op bosses like why doesn't Armored Core 6 have that I don't know why um what the fuck <laughs> definitely a missed opportunity but i mean let's be real the fact that we have armor core 6 at all is probably a big fucking it is bonus so totally agree i it's will just, forgive a little bit there's a lot of stuff that damon x machina does that they should have done in armored core 6 and it's like okay well this better be in armor core 7 because it's like damon x machina had this shit figured out in fucking 2018 whenever it came out <laughs> um hey and, i think it was a 2020 game Here yeah yeah, it was a 2020 game, according to okay. Steve. It was a early pandemic. I uh, I definitely played the shit out of that. Um, let's see. Uh, I think that's about everything, guys. Um, so let's wrap up there. Uh, Vic, you've been streaming again, right? Yeah. I, I Tell mean, me I'm, more. I'm not, I'm not committing to a schedule yet. Fair. But I am back. And uh, the next thing we're doing, because I was able to buy it. Fuck, it was on a really good sale, too, on Steam. Uh, Phantom Liberty. So I'm gonna. Dude. That, that, that's the next one we're going through. Are you gonna start a new character, or are you gonna jump straight yes. to Phantom Liberty? That is an option, by the way. I, no, I'm 100% starting a new character. I I was playing through with mods uh, off stream during the time I uh, wasn't streaming, and I was infatuated with the game. But when I realized that I probably was gonna want a fresh character, I kind of noped out. Okay. But, 
so yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna make a new character, and I'm I'm re- I'm excited for it. Fantastic. Um, so look forward to that. You can find Victim at twitch.tv slash a victim of gaming. Um, you can find me on the Fediverse at Ship Poster Club. It's at Dylon at shipposter.club. And I'm also on the Noster network with uh, the Noster address of at Dylon at melements.cafe, which is conveniently also the forum website. And it's got links to Discord and Mumble and shit, um, like all the things we were saying earlier. Uh, if one day the venture capitalists come for Discord, the forum will be there. The Mumble will be there. It's all there. I mean, <laughs> but if you have a Discord account, you're welcome to join. I, I'm not going to say nice things about Discord. Uh, but yeah, that's episode 79, start of a new year. Uh, we're going to try really hard to produce these every two weeks. But, uh, you know, shit happens. Um, yeah. But that's the plan. So uh, we'll see you on the next one.